Carrie remake or remake? Fuck it. <laughs> it's it's too early. Biopic. It's, it's too early. On, it's too early at noon. Um, yeah, biopic. Thank you, uh, Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. But I remember when the last time I did watch it, it was like because um, uh, he was supposed to get like an Oscar, or like they thought like like oh surely they'll give him an Oscar not for this. It's like. Bro, this is, it's like really annoying watching him like after like two hours acting like an right. asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Though there's also now a documentary about him actually being an asshole on set. <laughs> like <laughs> actually trying to be, like, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, a real documentary that's behind the scenes footage from that movie about how they at one point wanted to fire Jim Carrey because he was acting like Andy Kaufman and they really was like being a piece of shit. On the making of the movie, he's, he seems like he would be a ginormous piece of shit asshole anyway. <laughs> like he may be a good person, you know what I mean? Right. But just that ego alone, yeah, like carrying it around. Like I want to see that documentary about Jared Leto as the Joker on the oh, Suicide God. Squad. Yeah, does it, does it mention his cult? <laughs> yeah, I was about to yeah, say right. it's half about so, his cult and half about him sending uh, packages of shit it to was, his coworkers. It was like condoms full of turds or yeah, something. Some what the fuck? He's a weirdo. I didn't hear about this. He's a weirdo. He was method acting as the Joker. So he was doing pranks. Fun pranks. Oh, so he <laughs> shat in condoms and sent them to people he worked with? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Sounds method. cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember when the Joker did that in the comics. <laughs> I don't, have, I don't have a good Joker voice. I would <laughs> remember when he poisoned Gotham City with E. coli. <laughs> I remember on the animated series as a little boy, they're like, oh, like, oh, did you see the the shit condom that <laughs> the Joker made into bombs throughout Gotham? It's it's frightening. And, up God, yours, man. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first, Bat. <laughs> oh man, I, yeah, he, uh, he too. Any like he seems to have this messiah complex about himself, right? Jared, Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh fuck you. yeah. Well, um, yeah, but he's only interested in, in saving. Hollywood tins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we have to really do something to save all these 20 to 29-year-old hot pieces of pussy that come <laughs> through my ranch and my cult. He also, if, at, like, all that method acting stuff is like, that's fine if that's how you, you want to do your craft or whatever, but he acts like he's... Daniel Day Lewis, right? But he does mm. movies like Morbius and <laughs> Suicide. You know what I mean? He like acts like he, he did the Oscar for Suicide, and Squad? he's doing the fucking worst movies possible. It's not like he's making There Will Be Blood. You know? Nah, goddamn, that's a fucking movie. <laughs> Jeez, Daniel Day Lewis is. I imagine he's probably an asshole as well. I heard when he did My Left Foot that he. Uh, to stay in character, because I think the guy has a cer- a cerebral palsy. Yeah. So he refused to walk. He made people carry him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's like, come back! So he's in character. Like, yep. I can't move myself! Well, the, uh, the guy who got hired to play... So, you know, in There Will Be Blood, there's the 
the other character, like the characters, uh, the Paul preacher. Dano's yeah, Paul Dano's character. That was somebody else at first, and the guy quit because he was scared of Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, quit really early on. And Paul Dano was only supposed to play, you know, he plays twins in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was only supposed to play that other character in the very beginning. And they were like, a couple days in, and they were like, he just quit because he's terrified of Daniel Day-Lewis. Can you do this? And he was like, I'll do it. Man. <laughs> so Who was that, it? Do you remember? I can't remember. And when I, and when I looked him up, it wasn't somebody that I, I recognized Jared from Leto. a toast up. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was. That man is spooky. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking about milkshakes, Paul. Where the fuck is that in the script? (laughs) I don't know how he actually speaks, but... That's how he speaks in my mind now. Jared yeah. Leto. Yeah. That yeah, was that's... a good joke. You just said you have a Joker, but I was like, that sounds like his Joker. <laughs> that sounds like his Joker. Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's it... the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Joke that's, that's, that's like That's like if the Riddler lived in San Francisco at a tech startup for like, <laughs> yeah. for like 12 years or something. Like, Riddle me this, fascist bat. <laughs> He works for the cops, y'all. I've seen him talking with Commissioner Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, but like, uh, man, Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, I haven't, he's one of the directors, um, you know, I I don't watch many films nowadays, but he's one of those people that like, I don't need to see the trailer for his movies. Yeah. Just, just let me watch. Just let me watch the movie. Uh, so I haven't seen uh, the most recent one he did with Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. It's good. Yeah. It's good, but it's very different. It's like it's literally about a guy who makes dresses, <laughs> and, he, and he gets into an abusive relationship with a woman, and like that's it. There's no like crazy. It's very. It's very great. It's very well acted, but mm. it is him making dresses for three hours. I'm a dress man. <laughs> I take the embroidery, I take the thread, I take the needle, Eli, and I stitch it all together. I stitch my empire one dress at a time. You think your wife is wearing your clothing when she goes to see the marketplace, Eli? No, she's wearing my panties. I am closer to your wife than you ever will be. You're just, you're just a... You're just a hand-me-down, Eli. <laughs> just, just slid out of a Goodwill store into your second-hand aunt's closet. You're nothing more than leftover baby toys. <laughs> that was a really good Daniel Blaine. <laughs> you practice that, don't you? Uh, what, Daniel Day-Lewis? Oh, man. Believe, believe it or not, I'm the milkshake man as a recurring catchphrase uh, <laughs> on this show. <laughs> You, you gotta put anything uh, in there. Like, you know, yeah. I'm a shoe man. You know? Yeah. I put the souls together with my very essence. The hammers, the thread, the pigskin. Where do you think the child slave labor camps come from? You think they grow on trees? You have to pay these children, Eli. Stop crying, you sniveling ass. I just see you in the mirror. Uh, you shouldn't have just... gotten me sorry on the world. I forgot that's one of your... Uh, it's, one of... I think it's the best. I think it's the greatest movie to come out in the last 
I don't know, 35, 40 years. Maybe. It's it's such a polarizing film, man, because, like, it's, it's one of those where, like, people that don't get it and don't like it, I totally understand. I totally understand. People that do get it and don't like it, I, I also totally understand, because it's, it's just one of those movies, but, like, like once I feel like like once you get it, it just becomes one of those movies that like you become almost obsessed with in a way because like it's from the minimalistic dialogue to like how subtle like some of the exchanges between Paul Dano and Daniel Day Lewis's characters are mm -hmm. like and in particular whenever um, Eli first mentions that uh, he's he sees through the oil man's hustle at the dinner table yeah right? and he's like interrupting him whenever he's trying to undersell right. the property. The dad, just, yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, what would you like? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, what would you use it for? He's like, oh, for, for my church. Yeah. And like, and he's like, his chin up holier than that. I love when he's like, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. he knows right away. He's like, oh, what a good... If, if you watch very closely, you can see his, um, his eye just sort of squint a yeah. little bit like, Clever boy. Yeah. You know, yep. like, 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 I could never be a preacher, man. <laughs> I don't understand this book at all. You kill people, then it says don't kill people. It rapes, then it says don't do that because it's adulterous. Thieves are okay, but thou shalt not steal. I don't understand it, Eli. Then at the end, he kills us all anyway. Then it says, just pray. Just pray and be nice to people. Maybe that's the secret. I don't know. This Jesus fellow, is he around? I'd like to talk with him. <laughs> Tell him I'll be back on Monday. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all of our listeners. This will be just two hours of me talking as just Daniel Plainview. I think, I think you found your one-man uh, stage show. <laughs> I'd like to see Daniel Day-Lewis as Jesus Christ. But as Daniel Plainview. Right, right, right. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Plainview, Daniel Plainview as, as yeah. Jesus Christ. Get me down from here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've completely derailed this whole fucking thing. <sighs> But yeah, so you can see like that little like squint in his eye, like the the subtleties that those yeah. like two characters have, and just it's a really I don't really like drink like anymore, but when I did, if like you're ever hungover, my God, that is the best hangover movie the next day because it's 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 long and drawn out. the The music isn't like too intense. In fact, it only gets intense in one scene really, which is like an hour into the movie. But it's it's droney, it's ambient. There's no dialogue, I think, for the first eleven minutes yeah, or so. Like so I mean, it's it's somewhere where you can just be like, everybody, shut the fuck up. Nobody make them. Oh god, no, just don't there will be blood. <clears throat> but um, uh, what you were saying about uh, the um, Phantom Thread? That's that's yeah, a new one. Phantom Thread. Um, it's it's not like he hasn't done stuff like that before, like uh, like Punch Drunk Love. Like the the Adam Sandler yeah. drama or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a good movie, but it's like after you get done watching, it, it's like, what was it about? And it's about a dude who feels small and starts saving up. Like guy buys a lot of pudding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got like all these frequent flyer miles. And yeah. 
then at the end, he snaps and he uh, fights uh, like four dudes that are insulting the girl he likes. Yeah. And that's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's what, all it needs to be. I, I can't watch any of the Noah Baumbach movies. You, you know what I'm talking about? What? Which Which movies? Um, uh, that name is familiar, but I can't. Honestly, I can't remember. I, I think one's called like The Squid and the Whale or something okay. like that. Because all, all of his movies are... <clears throat> I've only seen one or two of them, but they're all like, oh, this guy, his parents are going through a divorce, and he's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just having a real hard time. And that's and that's the whole movie. It's just a, like an emotional slice of life kind of... Right. Um, oh, he did Marriage Story, which I didn't. <clears throat> Marriage Story, I didn't want to watch it for a long time because I was like, everything you see that's from one it with uh, Han Solo's son. Uh, yeah, off yeah, at his yeah, wife. yeah. And it, and I was like, oh, is this just about a couple fighting with yeah. each other for th- two hours? I don't want to watch that. And I did watch it. And I was like, it's fine, but it is that. <laughs> but it is that. It's like, oh, cool. It's a it's a couple going through a divorce. The couple, How fun. the couple of movies I did see, yeah. <laughs> The couple of movies I did see by him were exactly that. It's just yeah. marital problems and a sad kid. And, and it wasn't a bad... I guess somebody's got to make those movies. Like, yeah. It wasn't a bad movie. It's just why not a mood want, I want to be want, in. Yeah, why would you want to watch yeah. that? Like, oh, my life is going really well. Let's um, let's see what the other side is like. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Have they ever made a sequel for Requiem for a Dream? I think it would get dark. <laughs> uh, what, what happens after Ass to Ass in the prison visit and the amputation? Does, do things turn around for those folks? Does the does the mom finally get on the game show like she wanted to? She seems happy. Is she healthy again? That fucking that movie, I think, like probably did the most to me. Like, yeah. I know Bonks. He, yeah, he doesn't like Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's it's a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah, uh, what was that Aronofsky? I think yeah. that's the guy who directed yeah. it. But after watching, it, it's like, God damn, man, can we like watch some fucking cartoons or something <laughs> to like cheer me up? That's a movie you only need to see once. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, and of course, I've seen it more than once, but like. It, it's there's another one that's kind of like it, um, but it's I don't think it's nearly as dark. I think it's called Spun. It's got yeah. um, Brittany Murphy, um, Jason Schwartzman. Is that the guy in Wes Anderson yeah. movies? Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey Rourke and John Leguizamo. Like they're all meth heads, and whatnot. And it's like it's well put together and well edited, but the mood it leaves you with afterwards is like, man, I want to. Go give somebody a hug. Take a, go take a bath. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Bonkers. What the fuck? <laughs> Ninja. He's climbing up the side. What's of up the door. here? He knows. What is this? Showing up, showing out for the guys. Yeah. Look what I can do. Have you guys seen Mother? It's another Aronofsky film. Yeah. No. That's another one that it it just leaves you with the dark pit in your soul. Uh, it's a it's an allegorical telling of the uh, Genesis story, <clears throat> but it's told from it's told uh, so it's a a novelist who's like struggling with writer's block and and his wife and um, is that Javier Javier Bardem yeah yeah he he plays the novelist and um, uh, I've only seen him in No Country for Old Men and the Hunger Games girl um, what's her name Jennifer Lawrence yeah Jennifer yep. Lawrence plays the wife. Uh, the, Mother, the title, 
and um, it's just this really like trippy. Um, it doesn't if if you don't know it's about the Genesis story, it doesn't make any sense at all. Right, which I didn't when I saw it, and I was like ready for it to be over. Yeah, I was like, this is insane. I I, I like weird movies, mm-hmm. and I and I and I feel like even when you watch movies that give you the feeling like we were just talking about, where you feel like shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing because it's like you might yeah, not feel be. that yeah. otherwise. Yeah. You know, it's well, something totally. It means the the art was effective, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it exactly. It, it elicits an emotional response from you. Doesn't mean you it, like it, but it means you get the Ian sure. the intent of what the art was, and that it was effective in yeah. what it did. Whether or not it was worth it is up to you. you know? Like, but I didn't get Mother at all. I watched right. it and I was like, I don't know what this is. But it also made me get online immediately and start reading. What is, what is this? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, I see. After the fact, by so. the Genesis story, it's a, you mean it's, the Book of Genesis? Yeah, yeah. It's oh. a it's a Gnostic uh, version of the Genesis story. Um, I recommend it. Check but it, it out. It, yeah. It's happening. Like she doesn't know what's happening, and mm. it's just happening. And it's like happening very quickly and she's confused and you're confused kind of like how pie was where it's just like what is going on in this dude's head right now to where he's having these fucking like kind of but it's like it's, it's like, like a dream it's it, like a it's like yeah, a fever dream it is a, it's definitely a yeah. fever dream and it's it's compressed because it goes from like it starts out in such a normal like, on a level of normalcy mm. it's just a, it's just a guy and his and his wife you know and he's writing a book or something and then these people start showing up at his house, and so like I, I knew it was a Gnostic retelling of Genesis going into it. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is the like. There's one scene where um, that this guy shows up at their house, and he spends the night, and the next day he's like throwing up in the toilet, and the the author, uh, the mother walks in on the author, and the author covers up a, a he's got a, like a wound on his side, mm-hmm. and so like that's the the removal of the rib, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the next day there's a woman. You know, the woman just shows up, and that's Eve. And then it just, like, goes from this level of normalcy so quickly to just uh, just complete insanity. Yeah, it's like chaos. It is, it's is like, very chaotic yeah. and, and has a very dark ending, but it's a well-made film. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll next, watch anything Next time I'm, I'm... We should watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> anything Aronofsky does, it's not all good, but it's, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, same. I think the last one I saw from him was maybe even Black Swan. Oh, yeah, that that's that's been a while. And he did like Noah. Yeah, he did Noah. Um, Never. I think Mother was the last one that he did. I'm not really sure. Oh, he's got The Whale coming out. Oh, cool. Okay. With uh, Brendan Fraser. Really? Oh, oh and yeah. People okay. were like saying that it's amazing. That, I saw that clip it's going around. It's Brendan Fraser. Well, yeah. I, in, honestly, a, in a fat suit. <laughs> I thought he was just fat. Oh, he is, but he got. <laughs> he is, but it's a He was, he was not fat, fat enough for Oh, the really? Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if he's going to continue his, uh, his biblical trilogy, make it a, a story about Jonah and the whale. <laughs> Brendan Fraser eats a man. <laughs> <laughs> Just for forty days. <laughs> uh, I saw that clip of going around of Brendan Fraser, you know, tearing up to a standing ovation. Yeah. And I think it was for that it's, movie. It is. Yeah, Everyone's saying it's a masterpiece. Dude, he's like like all of his movies. Weak. Like I, I, the the, I guess the camp like 
campy like nature of them or whatnot. Like it's it's just like good '90s like silly oh, movies. Really? I thought you were talking about Aronofsky. <laughs> no, 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 no. Brandon no, yeah, Fraser. for sure. I mean, the Mummy. I mean, you say it's a it's a summer blockbuster type movie, but you can't say it's bad. You know? No, you can say the CGI is bad. Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. Especially the the segment with the the rock is the scorpion king. Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, it's, they've started playing the. PlayStation Two uh, <laughs> yeah. version of this movie. I see. We had the composer for the whale on our show this week, and uh, nice. He could, you know, he we, we didn't really talk about the whale that much, but he said he was like, "It's gonna, it will fuck you up." He said that it's really sad. He's like, "It's sad, but it's great." So that's all he would say. Is all he would say about it. Mm. I don't think with any. I think with. Uh, three at least Aronofsky films I'm thinking of the only one that had a remotely happy ending was Pi I mean drilled his fucking head you know to get the yeah. get the to get that, the pain I can't, to I can't remember how it ends is that he takes a drill and like <sighs> just Lord. sort of I guess lobotomizes mm. himself and then uh, the Closing scene is him. He's got like a, a head wound on, and he's at the park. And he's like, "Oh, it's so <laughs> happy now." <laughs> it's like, golly. I mean, he, nope. spent, he spent the whole film and struggling. So. I think I saw that once when I was like fifteen. That was one of the first films that I saw, and I was like, "I don't know what you call this genre of movie, but I want more of this." Right. You know, just weird. Well, it's kind of horror in a, yeah. in, in a weird way, you know, like the, the story isn't horror, but like how it's presented is horrific, you know, the um, um, the pace of everything, plus like the fact that it's in black and white can be like really unsettling, you know, because mm-hmm. like so many different things look like blood, you know, yeah. and it's just, looks like oil almost. I've, I've never seen the... Uh, any of the the human centipede uh, series <laughs> but i've uh, you know i've read the the wikipedia synopsis i'm like I'm like oh man that sounds fucking like horrible well you know the second human centipede movie is in black, is in black and white and, uh, when and, it, it, and in black and white it is the grossest of the three it's the it's the hardest to watch of the three movies to me no doubt um, and it's in black and white, you know, but it's like you can get away with you. It's because you, your mind fills in what it actually looks like. And you can get away with your effects being cheaper if it's in black and white. You ain't got to worry about trying to make the blood look like real blood, you know. And right. so many movies, blood looks pink and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that does that looks like Play Doh or something. But when it's right. black and white, it's like it's just it's chocolate sauce. It's just chocolate sauce. And then it looks fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they used in Psycho, right? Chocolate. Yeah, sauce. I think so. They they made they use that in a lot of old for black and white horror movies. It's just easy. It moves kind of like blood, and yeah, tastes good. <laughs> easy cleanup. Much cheaper than blood. Hey, Human Centipede Two is funny. That movie. That's a funny movie. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> right. But it's very funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's I, silly. I don't know if I get. Oh God. Cringe. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can get through the yeah. the gross out. There's gr- it's definitely some gross stuff in it. But um, what was it? Um, it's been like ten years since it came out. Um, uh, the ABCs of Death. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to turn that one off too. <laughs> I, I made it. Th- I made it through. But um, 
the I thought the the first one, the first opening scene, like she like stabs the dude in like his hand and whatnot. I thought that alone was like I was like, oh my god, mm. that's fucking really harsh. But um, there was one that got me was double XL, where it's this woman who's like an obese fat woman and she's getting like berated like her whole day by like people on the subway and walking the street and whatnot. And she like gorges herself on all this food and then starts slicing her like all of her fat off with a, an electric knife like a serrated and goes in the shower and steps out and oh now she's nice and skinny got rid of all that fat <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about this uh terrifier 2 that's out right now have Is you heard about this movie? movie yeah no but the you know the first one came out i, years saw, the, ago. I saw the poster for and I was well, like, oh my god. The first movie came out years ago, okay. and it's kind of like a cult. Like, everybody loves it. It's fine. It's just about a clown killing people. But the second movie uh, is like in theaters right now, and it's three hours long. <laughs> it's a three hour long slasher movie. And it's like, uh, it, it had a budget of like $250,000, and they got it into, they got it into like a very small amount of theaters, which they were they were like, we don't know how this happened. They didn't. They didn't make them edit anything. They were like, we'll put it in a small amount of theaters, and it did so well. People, so many people went out to see it because they loved the first one. That they extended the run, and now it's made over ten million dollars in the theater. Holy shit! Good for them. And man. Uh, and people are like, the internet is like, this is the grossest movie I've ever seen. There's people talking about passing out. There's people. I, I saw someone last night who was like, I walked out. I love horror movies, but I couldn't stand it. And I watched it a week ago, and I was like, this ain't that bad. You know, I was like, it is gross, but it's the thing where, like, it's fake-looking gross. None of it looks realistic to me. It is really, like, first of all, uh, it's kind of funny. Like, the clown's funny, like, on purpose. He's, like, a funny clown, but he's, like, when he kills somebody, it's not like you're watching Jason and he just stabs somebody. Like, he fucks people up. Like, it is very extreme. But it looks kind of like a play or something. You know what I mean? I'm right. like, this. it's it's pink. The blood's pink. It's very silly. I heard it was a sequel to Marriage Story. I think I may be incorrect on that one. <laughs> How could you have a three-hour slasher? It's three like, hours, a three-hour slasher. Like, yeah. I, I, they, it could definitely be show. I, I, I like when movies are long. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. When I hear people that say, like, all movies should be an hour and a half, no. then I say, fuck you. You're an idiot. But Sometimes you need three. I mean, but, but, then, a but a slasher movie? <laughs> it's like... Those are the same people who will watch a ten-episode Netflix series in one sitting. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. this movie is about a clown that does not talk who just kills people. <laughs> and like, like that seems there like are, 90 minutes. I watched it, I put it on at like midnight, and there were times where I was like, okay, we could have, this could come out, this could come, this, you could make this shorter. I think the guy just was like, they made it really cheap, and he, I don't think they thought it was going to go into the theater, so he was like, fuck it, it's three hours long, who cares? No one's, you know, people who like it will watch are, it. Are there any, are there any musical numbers in the film? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I think all movies should have music. I think you're one of the few people that'd be like, you know what? This slasher film really could use a music. <laughs> Has that been done? I think that would kill. If you did it right, you could make it work. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there well, is. There's, I'll think of it at some there's, point. Um, fuck. What is it? There were there were two of them. One of them. Um, not, it's, I'm 
my mind is saying Cannibal the Musical, but that's Trey Parker. Um, yeah. There was um, one movie, it was like an opera, but it was a horror opera. It had Polly from Goodfellas and Paris Hilton. Oh, in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Repo. Repo, uh, Repo. Right, right. And then there was a sequel to that, and it was like um, it was like a funhouse kind of thing. And uh, Sean Cram, uh, the clown from Slipknot, played a hobo clown. Cool. And like he could he could actually sing. Like, yeah. Like. Like a, he like could a sing, yeah. Thing, yeah. He was like, he's like, what would a clown be? <laughs> they did make a, uh, they made a stage musical out of um, Evil Dead, and it was on what? off. Yeah, yeah I, I, I saw it in New York off Broadway. What? Yeah, dude. Was it any good? It's good, but it's really, it's super silly. It's like. 100% comedy. Yeah. There's a splatter zone. If you sit in the first like three rows, you're going to get covered in blood. Mm. It's good, but so it's, it's up, like... It's up to guar code. But it's not like trying to be scary. You know what right, I mean? It's right. just it's just silly all the way. Man, that'd be pretty cool if they did try to go for scares, like have dead eyes just pop up in the, uh, yeah, in the seats. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right? Step it up. Broadway. <laughs> like, make it happen. After Army of Darkness, like Evil Dead stopped being a horror yeah. franchise, you know? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. You can if you kind of watch all three of them, you kind of see like. I mean, Evil Dead Two is very funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a bridge between Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Yeah. It's it's my favorite one for sure. Me too. Like, Evil Dead Two is yeah, my favorite for one. Sure. Yeah. Well, I watched the first one when I was I was I don't know young. And Same. It, and it scared the living shit out of me. I. I saw um, Army of Darkness first, right? Mm-hmm. Like on Sci-Fi Channel, and I was like, I was like seven or eight or so. I don't know. It was I was young, maybe ten. I don't know. And uh, and I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then somebody was like, hey, you know, this is part three. There's two more of these. So I asked my mom. I was like, mom, we gotta get Evil Dead one. And she rented Evil Dead one, and I was like, this is the scary. Like it fucked me up. I was like, what is this? It Dude. scared the shit out of me. And then the- my mom didn't want me to see the second one for a while, and I'm I like, no, I got it. I got to complete it, mom. I was like, I got to see that second one. Dude, They're making. There's a new Evil Dead coming out. Oh really? But it has nothing to do with like it's. But didn't they already thing. do that? Yeah, but that was like a remake. They did a remake of the first movie, but now there's another one that's called. Evil Dead Rise, mm. and somebody finds the book in their, like, uh, they live, like, in a big high-rise apartment, and they find the book in the basement, so it all takes place in, Ooh, that's in cool. like, yeah, in a, in a apartment building. Have you ever I seen, um, uh, he didn't um, direct them, I think he just produced them, it was an Italian guy uh, who did Suspiria, Dario Argento, he mm-hmm. um, produced um, some B-horror movies called Demons. Yeah, I've seen demons. The the first one was in like a theater, and they people become infected from a scratch. So it starts with this mask that like someone's goofing off and putting it on, and they get scratched by the mask. Well, they become infected. Yeah. So the folks are in this. They get invited to a free movie premiere, and they show up at this theater, and of course, you know, people start turning into demons. As it's happening in the movie, they're watching, uh, watching as well. So they try to leave the theater, and all of a sudden, there's just walls that are up in the doors. They can't get out. They're trapped inside. So they have to find a way to get out. But the second one is in a high rise, and it happens this spoiled bitch in like the penthouse. 
she's having like a party and she's like, No, the party's not good enough. No, 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 I'm going to my room to pout until you all make it better. And she starts watching a documentary about demons. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow... The demons like sees her through the TV and starts running like directly at the screen and comes through the TV and possesses her. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I mean, it's not a good movie. Right. I really right. like it. Right. <laughs> Enjoy well, those B horror movies. It's like being good and being enjoyable are. Two completely different, you know, categorizations. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing as the first film. In fact, even some of the the characters they use them again. They're not the same character, mm. but they're playing a the, the same role. So one of them is like this <laughs> macho dude in the theater, yeah. And then the second one, he's the gym instructor in the apartment building. It's like Return of the Living Dead. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Return of the Living Dead? I've seen... I've, what's the first one? Night of the Living yeah. Dead? Well... I've seen that one. Not Rick. Okay. Kind uh, of. There's Night of the Living Dead, which is the old black and white George Romero movie. Mm-hmm. And then the sequel to that was Dawn of the Dead, where they're right. in the mall. And then the sequel to that was Day of the Dead, where they're like in the underground bunker, which is the best one. Um, but then, like in the 80s... The guy who co-wrote Night of the Living Dead with George Romero was like, well, I want to make a funnier version. And George Romero was like, well, I want to make this one where they're in the bunker. So they, they, they were like, we'll both make one. Mine, I'll, I'll use the Of the Dead, and you can use uh, the... They, they, they're, so the titles are similar. You can use that. You can use the Of. Well, so it's like... <laughs> so there's, there's Night of the Living Dead. Night of Dead People. Night of the Living Dead, and then there's Dawn of the Dead, and then there's Day of the Dead. But then in the 80s, they made Return of the Living Dead, which is this other guy over here. That's the silly one. And it's the silly one, mm. but it's great. It's very funny, but it is great. But in they made a, re- a Return of the Living Dead part two, and it's like some of the same actors, but playing different parts. They just bring them back, and it's like, <laughs> let's do it again, you know? It's great. And, you know, Demons 2 and Demons 1, there's people in a car that are, like, listening to, like, young kid music at the time. So, like, in the uh, first Demons, it's like um, like punk Right, mm-hmm. and they crash the car into the theater because they're doing drugs and drinking and partying, and that's like the whole reason why they're there. But it keeps going to them, like back to them in the car, like oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna be really important, like really important, <laughs> and like in a way they are. But it's just like we're just showing you this up until they boop crash the car on the right, and like like I don't know, like I I thought it's like cool filmmaking, but in the second one. They're just listening to like glam metal, so it's like now it's like Motley Crue instead of like <laughs> Billy Idol and stuff. <laughs> but the same thing, they're just driving the car, and it's like some of the same characters again. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like um, Tarantino yeah, in a way. It's like he puts you know? all the same people in. Yeah, why not? Like I think Samuel Jackson has been in all but two of his movies. Yeah, like nine out of ten or something like that. Yeah. He's been in a lot of them. Well, it's the the old campy horror movies. It's like that's part of what's fun about it. It's like you can tell that they had fun making them, yeah. you know. And if you're like, wait, this isn't this is just like a re a re spoof of the last one. It's like, yeah, don't think about it. They didn't just, care. Yeah, yeah they it don't didn't care. matter. What well, was the like Evil Dead Two is a remake 
of Evil Dead One. Yeah, it's the, just, first, the first, the first, yeah, fifteen just, minutes is Evil Dead. Right, but, it's just it's just sillier. But that happened because of a rights issue. They didn't have the rights. Oh, really? They didn't have the rights of their own movie to show the clips of what happened. They wanted to do like a recap, mm-hmm. and they they didn't have the rights because once you make a movie, the studio owns your movie, mm-hmm. and then it was just you know if you move to another studio or something, it's like well that's gone. Right. So they were like, we have to refilm if we want to recap the first film. We got to refilm it. Uh, take out all the other characters because we only we want to do it in ten minutes, you know. Right. But there's like a clear moment in Evil Dead Two where it's like that's where it switches to the sequel. Uh, it's when the remember it, when it, uh, in the first movie when it's over, he walks out of the cabin and then it comes at him, it hits him in the face, and it cuts to black. Mm-hmm. That scene happens like fifteen minutes into Evil Dead Two, so it's like now we're in the sequel. Yeah, uh, um, isn't it? Um because he stands up and he starts getting like possessed, yeah, but then that's the sun it. comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that's the beginning of Evil Dead Two. <sighs> okay. So the first few minutes is just him. There, it's just them recapping the first one in a quicker way. That's another. I have to revisit that one too. And <clears throat> they like Taylor Swifted it, kind of. Yeah. They're like, well, we'll just make it again. <laughs> it's weird. There's always like, there's always been confusion. People are like, why is Evil Dead? Why does he go back to the cabin? And it's like, well, he's not going back to the cabin. They're just showing you what that's what happened in the first movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I mean, I think it's, it's great. I think that movie's great. <laughs> the you know one thing I really disliked about the um, the remake um, of Evil Dead in what was that 2012 or 13 something like that. Yeah. Um, but they uh, they showed what was chasing them in the woods, and they went with a stereotypical. It's a pale girl, dark hair, and a white gown. And it's like, really, y'all? Like, yeah, they kind of made that weird. Yeah, because it's like what, what made the the original ones like spooky is that like you never saw what's chasing people like in the dark and in the woods. Yeah, you know, like and it's like the whole allure. Uh, that's the whole like uh, attractive part of that. This is what makes it scary. Yeah, is that you're like, oh, yeah. it's just that, that's a thing. That seems like it seems like to me is like that seems like a studio move to be like, like how are people gonna know what's scaring them yeah. if you don't show them? That that could possibly be it. That happens a lot. Scary yeah. girls are in. Look, look, I, I'm just saying. Like, I want to see the ghost. Don't you want to see the ghost? <laughs> I want to see who the Evil Dead is. Right? You can do all your fancy schmancy, you know, prissy makeup effects and blood splatter afterwards. Show us the ghoul, okay? My biggest problem with that movie was that uh, all the possessed just sound. It sounds like they're doing the Exorcist right. voice. Right. Right. And in the in the original Evil Dead, when they're possessed, it almost sounds like a medieval sort of... Their voices change, and they sound like they're speaking in medieval speak. But they yeah. are, because the demons are from that era. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it kind of makes it ties in uh, with the Army of Darkness. Yeah, and, right? I know, and I know it's a little goofy in those old movies, but in the new movie, when they're trying to keep it straight, and they just straight up sound like the Exorcist, I'm like, <laughs> this is not... That's, that's this always is weird. Like, um, I'd rather them not speak. Didn't sound like that. Yeah, I, I mean, same dude. Like it, it, and not related, but I mean, it's a bounce off of that. Like possession movies. Like I, I can't get into possession movies because they're all just doing The Exorcist. And because The Exorcist is one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. It's I, I, I agree with you. I've never, I have never seen a possession movie after The Exorcist where I was excited to be there. I was right. like, nah, I'm out. It's like, always based on a true story, and then you go read the true story, and it's, it has nothing to do with the story of the movie. Yeah, it's no. Like, <laughs> the thing that was true is like, well, yeah, there was this farm. They had a daughter, and 
She got awful sick. Yeah, she had tuberculosis, and they, yeah. and they turned it into, she was possessed by, she was the, possessed devil. by the devil. Yeah, her father weren't right. I think he beat her a little bit too much in the TB days, you know what I'm saying? I think he just wanted a son and kind of knocked her upside the head too many times. Anywho, you know, lovely wife and family, though. I mean, can't say enough kind words about the rest of them, but no, that bitch ain't possessed. I saw somebody on uh, somebody online. It was on Twitter or something, and, and somebody was like, "Oh, I, I heard somebody talk. I saw somebody talking shit about The Exorcist, saying that uh, uh, for today's standards, the movie was tame." And they were like, "Oh, which part?" They were like, "The part where she masturbates with a where, where a fifteen year old <laughs> masturbates with a cross until she bleeds, and then." Uh, says let Satan fuck you and then sticks her mom in her her mom's face in her vagina you're like was that the part that's tame to today's standards because they would never put that in a movie I think if you just maybe let yeah. Jesus fuck you I believe is the uh, the line <laughs> maybe you just added like an abortion joke in there people are like oh they can't do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> The devil possesses her, and he's like staunchly pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> you will fuck this seed, and then you will carry the child full term. <laughs> well, that's like, kind of the plot of that's the thing. plot of Rosemary's Baby. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Touche. That's a pro-life movie. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do with his eyes? <laughs> Well, he's got his daddy's eyes. <laughs> his daddy's the devil. <laughs> Look at that fucking face. You think that child's cute? Look at it. He's got horns growing out of his fucking skull, Amelia. <laughs> Rosemary, whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> Amelia's baby is the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it happened to me too. <laughs> She's... <laughs> She was in the room and she just saw all the attention that yeah. Rosemary was getting. She's like, well, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't show the baby in Rosemary's Baby either, though. No. I mean, so no. like... They barely showed the devil. It was like in a this weird, like, hazy, two-second, like, is it a hallucination yeah. or is it actually happening? You, you, you kind of don't even know if... You see some like if fur. it's weird until the very end when the baby, you know, when she sees the baby. Until then, you're like, is this all in her head or right? Yeah. Um, Rob Zombie did a movie not long ago called uh, Thirty One. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that one. Yet. It's it's we talked about it a little bit a, a few episodes ago. It's kind of that same Rosemary's Baby vibe. It's not a great film, but mm. it's like everything Rob Zombie does. It's like yes, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, is she like she's in an apartment building that? is weird shit starts going on, you know, and it's like, oh, it's run by a witch's coven or something like that. It's, it's decent. Yeah. Anytime, like... I've heard, I've heard that about, I've heard that it's pretty good. Anytime, like, a, um, a movie comes up where it's, like, something having to do with, I guess, supernatural that's not, like, like, creatures or cryptids, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, possessions, ghosts, I'm always just like, oh, okay, so what, what's the big twist? Like, what's the right? Right, right. Right. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, oh, you know, the, the, this this girl was murdered. We have to figure out like why she did. It's like why why can't it just be like spooky things? Yeah, like it's just spooky stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, just like it's yeah. um, I I like the um, the first Insidious movie, and it's not really that good of a movie, oh, but I I like it just because it's like um, it does it doesn't get too deep into like why it's happening. 
Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, your house isn't haunted. Your kid's haunted. Good luck. And that insidious move, first of all, I know you're not. I cannot. Not a fan. I cannot get over the Darth Maul demon. I'm like this. Come on. You tell me Darth Maul's not scary. Yeah, <laughs> but like they they did better you're justice telling, to Darth Maul than George Lucas. You're did. telling me that they sat around making that movie and nobody said like, "Hey, do you think anybody might think this is funny because this looks exactly like Darth Maul? Maybe we should change the design on this." Nobody. They people. I bet people are on that movie set and they're like, "All right, let's do it. Let's did let it, it happen." Did James Wan ever work for George Lucas? My issues with Insidious, uh, I bring this up anytime anybody talks about Insidious, or The Conjuring. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of The Conjuring. I, I hate both of these movies. I'm not a fan I'm of ex- uh, Sinister either. Like I, I don't. Like I really, either. I just like Insidious. The Sinister man, it was like the ghost is Jim Root from Slipknot. Yeah, like, it looks exactly he's, he, like. He's uh, got like a Slipknot. And mask he's wearing on. a suit. It's like it, this is Slipknot. <laughs> um, <laughs> My, my problem with uh, a lot of those James Wan, like, jump scare movies is that jump scares are, like, that's cheap. That's yeah. not, you're not scared. That's your body's re- reaction. Much replay also, uh, Conjuring, written by the same person. Uh, Conjuring and Insidious, written by the same person, directed by the same person, composed by the same person. The same person plays the demon in both movies. <laughs> Patrick, uh, uh, whatever, the same actor, is in both movies. There's also the big scene in both of those movies is the ghost right behind uh, Patrick Wilson and he doesn't know it. Like the scene where the Insidious ghost jumps out mm-hmm. at the first time, Patrick's looking forward. And right. it's behind him. And in The Conjuring, it's a hanging woman behind him. It's like it's the same movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it's like an alg- he makes his movies like based on an algorithm. They're all the same fucking... It's all the same actors, same cast, crew, same... It, it's all... They're too identical to me. So what's the, what's the spooky one this time? Well, I figured we've done Star Wars Ghost. <laughs> we did Slipknot Ghost. <laughs> Oh, we could do a Teletubbies ghost yeah, this time. It's weird. I don't. Oh, oh maybe, maybe, hey, maybe a Hobbit ghost. You know, Hobbits are hot. Oh, I'm the, into that. The right. Conjuring is another one of those based on a true story ones. Yeah, and oh, the, the, the you're telling me that's not a documentary. The, the couple that it's based on, it, I think it's like Ed and Lorraine. Something. Yeah, Warren. Warren, that's right. Um, I looked into their story, uh, and it's like they're just obviously just shysters. Well, you know, they're well, just. At the end of before Ed died, he came out and he was like, "Yeah, we were. It was all bullshit." Oh, really? He came out and said that before he died. Like, and it's you can just go look that up. That's what. And they're in a lot of those. They're in the Conjuring movies. I think they're in the one of the Nun movies. Like, there's a whole universe of mm. Annabelle is based off of them, and and uh, yeah, they were they were pieces of shit. They were liars, and uh, they came out. About being liars before they pass, so it's like people are can't still, watch these like, movies. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I can't take any of these movies seriously. I, I knew they were full of shit, but I didn't know he came out and admitted he did, it. Yeah, he that's, can't. I think he. Beautiful. I think she had already passed away or whatever. Right, I think he right. was old and he was about dying. He was like, yeah, it was all bullshit. <laughs> Dude, I saw this thing um, yesterday on a on the on the interwebs about this um, old news story, probably from the early 2000s or so. It was like like Good Morning America or like some ABC News or something, they were talking about this this couple that the woman was supposedly a German girl and the man was a boy 
who is a, a German Jew or a Russian Jew in a concentration camp, and she would bring him apples every day to make sure he was still alive, you know, and then they grew up and got married. They found each other later, and <laughs> surprise, surprise, they made the whole fucking thing up. Yeah. They were on Oprah repeatedly. Uh, they were on, like, um, Good Morning America and, like, all these, like, Phil Donahue, all these, like, talk show circuits. Uh, they uh, were... Uh, working on a, a movie deal, and this guy, um, you know, back when uh, you, you still had uh, things like journalism on, on corporate uh, mainstream news, was doing an interview with the guy, and was like, I'm guessing his wife was already dead at this point, and he was like, he's like, how, you know, why, why would you tell this lie to me? He was like, oh, it, it is not a lie. He's like, but you admit that it's not true. It's like, well, yes, but just because it is not true does not mean that, you know, in my head it is. He shows them, like, the clips of them, like, lying and telling their story to, like, all these people. And people in the audience are, like, weeping, you know. They're, like, so moved by this and buying into this whole thing that was a total fabrication. And there's this guy in the room with him who's this producer of this film they're trying to get made and, and he like stands up and starts getting confrontational like well why why are we asking these questions why, why we're trying to make a movie here and you're 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 what you're trying to poke holes in his story or something and the guy's like he he says his story is a lie he has no remorse over it either like you guys are just making money off of this lie and telling people that it's true Man. Oh, oh, over, like, something that's not, like, in my mind, trivial, like a, a ghost story like James Wan, but, right. like, of something that's just, like... It's a know, different kind of... Uh... It's a love story that shows that, like, oh, love knows no boundaries, even if you're a Nazi and a Jew. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's a, a noble lie. Right. Yeah, yeah, the noble <laughs> lie, right? <coughs> I think the, um, the guy who took the famous Loch Ness monster photo, um, the black and white fuzzy, yeah. mm -hmm. he admitted, I don't know, on his deathbed, late in life, that that was a fabrication. There were a couple people with the, um, the was it the Robert Pattinson Bigfoot video, I think? That's no, no, not, not Robert Pattinson. <laughs> is, that, is that Batman? Yeah, it's Patterson Gimlin. Pa Patterson Gimlin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, Robert, the Robert Pattinson Bigfoot. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe he's a well-accomplished I'll watch that. Well, I'll watch that movie my, where he my, plays My mind started turning. I'm like, wait, he's a Bigfoot guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's in the Bigfoot. <laughs> maybe, maybe he is. He's, he's like, I think it's like, cool whenever you find like the celebrities in like weird niches that are not political or activism. Right. It's just like, like, bro, you don't think Bigfoot's real? Like Dan Dude, Dan Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait is like a big Bigfoot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he's really? made like two movies about Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Like he, yeah, he's into it. I've only seen God Bless America. That's the only uh, Bobcat Goldthwait film I've yeah. seen. Yeah, he made one called like Willow Creek or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good. Bigfoot movie, yeah. Shit. Yeah, uh, some guy came out, what was the guy's name? Patterson? Patterson Gimlin. It was Patterson and Gimlin. It was two guys. Uh, well, one of the two came out and said One that was it, in the suit, one took the picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one said that it was a fraud, and the other one was like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Bigfoot Museum up in a? It's like up in North Georgia. No, it's like six hours from here. But there's a Bigfoot Museum, and I Worth went. Worth it. Tell me more. Yes, I went. I went with my friend for his birthday. He's like, we got to go drive up to the Bigfoot Museum. I'm like, let's go, dude. And it's a. Uh, 
it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. And it's like, clearly, there's like uh, animatronics. And there's like, uh, you know, there's like stories there, there where there's like, you can put headphones on and listen to a story while you're kind of watching. Uh, um, they, there's this one um, setup where it's like these two guys... Uh, like kind of hold up in a, uh, a shack and they're like they got their backs to the door and there's a Bigfoot trying to get in and, and then you can put like you can put these headphones on and listen to uh, you know real Bigfoot calls that were recorded and it's just people going like and like shit like that and it's, and it's like the dumbest shit ever yeah and then there's a there's a, a video room where there's like a little documentary and you can go and watch it and it looks like it was made in '92. There's like weird heavy metal behind it and it's like <laughs> it is the weirdest experience. There's all kinds of like you know real Bigfoot things in there, but it's it's worth driving up and shit. It's a very yeah. cool little place. I will definitely check that out next That's, time I go up north. I mean, like this this is my kind of tourist trap. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love shit like that. It's called the Expedition Bigfoot. That's it. You see, if you ever drive up like towards Atlanta, you'll see like uh, you know some some billboards for it. But it's way up in like Blue Ridge. Blue Ridge. It's, yeah, I live. It's up near the. Um, it's like maybe thirty minutes away from the the entrance to the Appalachian Trail. Okay. Holy shit! Yeah, it's north of Elijah. It's way there is a Bigfoot truck stop near my house, mm-hmm. and when you walk in the door, there's a big you know cheesy looking Bigfoot statue. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I go in there every morning before I go to work and and I stop give a dad. I get my coffee and yeah. stuff, you know. And I usually stop by on the way home because it's right by my house and there's always people in there, you know, right off the interstate taking selfies with Bigfoot. I've seen people post pictures <laughs> of it. I've always wondered where that was. And, I've seen it. I've I, seen photos of I guess it. I don't know, I'm just jaded. I'm just like fucking tourists. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, I went to uh Man, this Bigfoot travel plaza used to be a lot better before. <laughs> There's a lot of Bigfoot stuff if you ever get down, like, into South Florida. Mm. Like, I went down to the Everglades one year, um, just by myself, went and drove down. And on my way back up, I was like, there's Bigfoot stuff everywhere. And I drove by this place that was called, like, uh, it was like a Bigfoot center. And I was like, oh, I gotta pull in and see what this is. And it was, like, owned by someone who believes in a Bigfoot. And everything inside, it's like you think it might be a joke. Mm-hmm. Like it was like photos of a real Bigfoot. And the owner had this magazine you could buy, written and illustrated by him. And it like looks like a five-year-old drew the pictures. <laughs> and it was, and it's like construction paper stapled. And I, and it was, it was shrink-wrapped. My and I was like. It says my first Bigfoot. Yeah, it's exactly right. like that. It's, it's on construction paper. <laughs> But it was shrink wrapped, so you can't look through it. I was like buying this, and I bought it, and it is the best thing I've ever bought. It like tells you how to how to like uh, you know lay out uh, something so you can catch a Bigfoot in their natural habitat, and like how to get yeah, photos of the, what they like to eat and stuff like that. Get it, five pounds like, of ground orphan bones in a small sack. Did you did you guys watch um, Tiger King? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the very very first episode of Tiger King, the guy who's making the documentary is talking about uh, snakes. He's like at a place where they're showing him snakes. That place is the Bigfoot place, but they oh. don't tell you that in Tiger King because the the way I, the reason I knew they it, they would just have to make a whole other documentary. The re, yeah, the, <laughs> the reason I knew is because there's a giant panther statue in the in the yard, and I was like, that's at that Bigfoot place in the back of the Bigfoot Center. 
is like a reptile place. Uh, so they filmed in the back for Tiger King, and I'm like, they're at the fucking Bigfoot headquarters in, in the Everglades. They couldn't even mention it. And they didn't even like, mention it. I was like, it's more interesting than anything else in Tiger King, and they, they left it alone. They knew that, because if they, if they had said that they were at a Bigfoot yeah. place, they'd be like, well, we got to make a whole other documentary about this. So wait, it... Do they go back to the Bigfoot place? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they don't even mention it, yeah. Yeah, there's Bigfoot stuff everywhere down there. Uh, the, the place I... W when I went down to the Everglades, I was going down to um, uh, Everglades Outpost, which is like a animal rescue place. And uh, they have like a little building that's kind of like a museum type thing. But you go in there, and it's all skunk ape stuff. I was like, there's a, like a life-size skunk ape and all these <laughs> newspaper clippings. I'm like, everybody down here believes in the skunk ape. So yeah. it's awesome. I, I would wager that if if any sort of hominin is like uh, on the east coast, it would have to be in like in like the swamps. So like maybe there's a couple here because you know they're like Okefenokee and like yeah. Lakeland. You got some swamps. Yeah, like the Everglades. I, I get that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That that or like uh, some like Louisiana like bayous where it's just like oh there's nothing except death in like a ten mile <laughs> right. radius anywhere you go. You know. You've done a, like a fair amount of like uh, of, of gator work, haven't you? Like, <laughs> swimming with kind of uh, yeah. Swimming with alligators. That's what I was down there for. I was swimming with some alligators and fucking reckless human being. That's dangerous. <laughs> Those things will eat you. For it was fine. recreation. Yeah, I went down for my birthday. For, yeah, and I was for like, science. I want to swim with this alligator. So. <laughs> It's like uh, the South Georgia version of swimming with dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was perfectly uh, safe. I don't know what it was. I hopped in the water and I felt one with the gator. Wait, <laughs> like Placid. Oh, man. That's a fucking weird one. I haven't watched. I bet the CGI doesn't hold up. Very the well. CGI doesn't, but they also the CGI doesn't hold up. But they also used a life size animatronic alligator for a lot of the scenes in the movie, and it, it still looks great. I mean, it's clearly an animatronic, but it looks better than. That's the way to a go, CGI. though, man. Like practical effects. I wish they would bring that back, dude. There's like, some. Totally. There's some photos. You can find some like behind the scenes photos of of uh, of that life size. You know, the the crocodile in that movie was like. I don't know, 35 feet, 40 feet, something like that. And there's uh, some video and some photos. Of, they're behind the scenes, but it's in the water swimming with, you know, with the people, the crew and stuff. And I'm mm. like, I know that's fake. It's terrifying. Mm. Like, could you imagine being in the water with even something fake like that? It's moving. Yeah, you know it's And it's fake, 40 but... feet long. I wouldn't want to be in the water with that. <laughs> like, intellectually, it's I know this terrifying is not real. But... Yeah. Man, you know what they need to make? They need to make a fucking uh, survival creature film about a killer hippo. Yeah, like yeah, those things are gnarly, yeah. dude. They they just look so goofy; it's hard to be afraid. Right, dude. Well, it's you, the scariest part, and you've seen Congo. No. You ever seen Congo? There's a scene in that movie where they get attacked by hippos, and it is the scare. <laughs> it's the only that movie's kind of silly. You've have you seen Congo? It's kind of silly, but it's amazing. It's awesome. Mm. But there is a scene where they're you know going down the river uh, and they get attacked by hippos and it's like whoa this just turned into a horror movie like these hippos are scary hippos are terrifying dude because once you get out of the water they can just they're chase fast. right after they're very you fat and they're territorial mm -hmm. yeah. and they're extremely fast in the water like and they're hungry hungry 
<laughs> hungry, hungry hippo. And they used the animatronic hippo. Like they, oh, yeah. they made a bunch of life size animatronic hippos for a five less than five minute scene in a movie. You know? <laughs> it looks great. It looks great. Like because yeah. a lot of the um, a lot of the apes and the, especially that lava towards like the, the lava's bad <laughs> towards the end of Congo. It's just like, oh fellas, maybe uh, some of the apes are okay, but like they're clearly. The ones, the people one, in weird suits. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a couple of them. It's just like, did you, did you guys get rushed <laughs> in the makeup chair <laughs> that morning or something? Just like, good enough. Like Amy's pretty good. Amy's pretty good. Yeah. There's, there's only like two because sh- I know Congo pretty well. There's only two shots. <laughs> <laughs> there's only two shots in particular. Oh, that is the funniest sentence ever I've yeah, ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Congo pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great. It's a great movie. It's a, that was one of uh, the first times I saw Bruce Campbell. The, the second time was Army of Darkness on like sci-fi or something, and the scene where he keeps duplicating himself. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's it's horror, but it's also like it's tongue in cheek, yeah. you know. But there he has a second head, and I'm like, oh my god. But yeah, no. In Congo, there's like a couple of shots of Amy where whatever the idiot Peter. That shitty fucking actor. Yeah. I'm here to take my gorilla back. No, wait. (laughs) Guys, we can't do this. I'm acting right now. I'm upset. Can't you tell? Fucking monotone motherfucker. But, um, she's like beckoning him to like fucking go, dude. Yeah. Like, like, like waving her hands like uh, forward for the, to give a visual representation. (laughs) Are we we recording? (laughs) Her arm is extended but her wrist is still pointed down and then when she flings her arm forward the wrist unlocks and the hand yeah. moves up repeatedly like go go but when you see in that shot it's like guys man like that is that is clearly somebody just wearing a fucking gorilla helmet right like because it's a really <laughs> right. short shot like it's like only it's prob- a quick pick- it's probably a pickup shot or something. yeah yeah it's, it's like maybe eight frames long yeah. and so like it's it's like you. The wires are showing, gang. Yeah. Like the, we we can we can see your. It's like some fucking like the International Space Station shit. Where it's like we can see your wires, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna know you're hanging from the ceiling. <clears throat> Have you swam with gators since then? No, it was just that one time, and I only did it there because it was like uh, the the. Uh, the guy who kind of ran that whole thing is like a paid thing. You can go down, and that guy works has worked with that specific alligator for his entire life, and uh, you're in kind of a controlled environment. You are just okay. in the water with it, but he's there, and you know you got to clarify. You got to sign all these waivers and shit. <laughs> and he tells you all the rules, but you're in like the thing. The thing that people always see the pictures and they're like, why would you do that? And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And it's the same with sharks, too, is that they're not, they don't just kill you for no reason. They're not like out to, alligators are very uh, um, lazy yeah. and they, they don't like to expel energy. And they, they'll sit in one spot for hours and then like eat a snail because they don't want to move if they don't have to. And they don't tend to uh, attack things that are big. And, uh, and if they can see you clearly, that's why most attacks happen. Is because they can't see very well under the water and it's murky. You're in this crystal clear water with an alligator that's been around people its whole life. Not that that means it can't right. still kill you. Um, but it's handled daily by people. Uh, and you're just swimming around it, basically. Like, it can see you. It knows that you're not 
fucking with it. It's not trying to eat you. So they don't give a shit. And that's how most uh, most alligator and shark attacks are. You know, sharks don't have hands. Right. Thank and, God. And alligators, and alligators' hands are down here. Into the world, so they James. like... So they like... That's how they... Street sharks. Biting something is how they see what's around them. Right. They don't... Right. They don't... They're not biting because they want to eat it. They're just like, oh, what is this? They bite it. But unfortunately... That kills us when that happens. <laughs> so that's like what most attacks are, or most alligator attacks, or you being on top of them or scaring them or something. So what's, it's like what's really terrifying is on the off chance, the small chance that that happens, right? That they that they bite you to sure. death. The likelihood that they find you delicious seems to multiply exponentially. In yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, this yeah. could be food. This is food. Oh my god, this fat. I can eat this. Tasty. When you said swim, I went swimming with alligators. It's like a lot more comforting that you're like, no, I did no, not just get in the swamp. It's one alligator, and it's the the everybody goes to swim with this same alligator. Yeah, no, I wasn't in a swamp. <laughs> right. I was in a pool. I was in a very clean pool with clear water, right, and right. and there were six alligators in there. But the other ones are like, they don't fuck. They're over here doing their thing. I'm picturing like you're a around one. wild boys scenario where you've got like one guy with no shirt on. Like, no, he's no, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what in there, Mr. Alligator. <laughs> You want to pay money the rest of the game, didn't you? Hop on in the pool. Don't worry, I got me the ever while you you get <laughs> Oh, it's that's that. really cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I would, so, do that. I would do that. And like they take photos, you know, and you can you can buy photos. You know, he the the guy just takes pictures while you sleep. You get like an hour and you're just hanging out with a fucking alligator. Hell yeah. You can bring your own camera if you want to film. It's just it's just like a way to I mean, it's cool. Get Dude, close to an alligator, swimming it. underneath it, and just kind of seeing how it moves. And the Dude, gators are it was beautiful. Cool. Yeah, like, like crocodiles. Like I, I really do. I think they're like incredibly beautiful animals. Um, they're just fucking nightmarish. Though. Yeah. On, on yeah. the on the land, gators don't bother me on the land because I mean, you know, just don't fuck with them. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it was cool. That's a cool picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're like um, ancient terror personified. You know, they're oh, just, totally. they they're just a have, monster, dude. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah that, if if you didn't know what one was, you'd be like, "That is a monster." It looks like a dinosaur. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they're, they get huge. They get so big too, and, and like, quickly yeah. too. Like, yeah. like within like the first year or so, like they're already like able to eat you if they yeah. want. You know. They're definitely. T- I, I wouldn't do that in the wild. I wouldn't like. Right. I'm like. I'm not in the wild. Like getting that close. You know. I wouldn't go swimming with an alligator in the wild. Like. Like it's some, a very controlled environment. Um, it's like some guy who he owns one acre of the Okie Finoki and he's got a little. <laughs> he's just chill. <laughs> he's got a little sign, but five dollars. I don't, I haven't been to Okie Finoki since you know before it started perpetually catching fire like every couple of years. Yeah, but um, I remember we went. I was a little boy, so I was probably like seven, maybe six, something like that. But I've never seen like that many gators. Like just. Yeah, around each other. Well, it's the uh, uh, Okefenokee's also. I, I go all the time, and it's like it, it's a little. If there are no gators out, it's kind of boring because it's a very small. If, if you're going to the park part anyway, right. I mean the swamp's great, and you can go to the you know do whatever. But um, that's the coolest thing about Okefenokee is like there's just gators out, and there's like signs everywhere that says like, "Hey, these are real. Don't get close to them." There's no fence. <laughs> there's no fences or. Like there is a an area where there's some gators like in an enclosure, 
But that's only there on the days where there's no gators out and people can come to the park and still see alligators. But you, there, I have pictures of me and I'm a kid and I'm three feet away just in, at an alligator out in the open. Like that's the coolest thing about Okefenokee to me is like they don't – you just go and you pay to get as close as you want to right. a wild animal. I have a memory of going to Okefenokee when I was very young. But I was young enough that now looking back – I can't tell what is the memory and what is my like right. uh, fantasiza- fantasization yeah. of that memory. Because yeah. like, in my mind, I'm in a boat and there are 500 alligators just like within arm's reach. Like I feel like I've had nightmares about it. You know? <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll definitely have a I'll have recurring motifs of nightmares. You know what I mean? Like mm. like so sometimes I'll be like a yeah a different setting and like the same peril will happen and sometimes it'll be like I'll find myself and I'm back in the swamp and I have to swim like to get out of this swamp wherever I'm at I have to swim and I can see everything in the water and it would like, it's like oh god dude <laughs> and it's just like all swimming around there's gators giant like carp looking fish or like grouper looking fish you know that are like the size of a door I can just go yeah. and just eat you I've had dreams like that walking through the woods and all of a sudden there's just snakes everywhere you step. These snakes. <laughs> That's fucked up. S- snakes really don't <clears throat> don't bother me too much. I mean, like, I don't, I don't like them on like, my land or anything. You know what I mean? But, like, I mean... I mean, like, there's, there's, like, little wood snakes and rat snakes all around here. Like, whatever. Just don't be in the house or, like, near, near, near my pet and walk up. But... Fucking like things that swim, man. Like snakes in the water. No, oh yeah, that's, fuck that's that. terrifying. Oh my god, I've seen them uh, walk on the water, like legit. Um, yeah. Like rise up from the water, and like they're like six feet or so, like off the water, and then just propel themselves like an S that's moving, just like like it looks like a gear almost, like the way it's moving <laughs> its body, and yeah. it's like no, nah, it's just it like walking across the water. It's like, oh my god. Like, look at that fucking thing go. <laughs> it decided it was tired of swimming so it wanted to be a beast. <laughs> and it just like go walk across the pond. Like, fuck that. Can you imagine seeing that thing coming at you? Like, you're like, oh, something's swimming in the water coming towards us. Oh, maybe it's a turtle or a gator? <laughs> and then it stands up out of the water. <laughs> like a person would. <laughs> That's spooky. But. <clears throat> Have you ever seen um, the movie Alligator from... came out like in 1980? No. Um, it's great. It's like about this uh, this little girl has a pet alligator and her dad's like, get rid of it. Flushes it down the toilet and then it like lives in the sewers mm. and mutates <laughs> into this giant alligator and breaks out and eats a bunch of children. It's Dude, I, awesome. I, I believe it, man. You ever seen the fucking rats in New York? Those mm-hmm. things are fucking gigantic. Darn, yeah. You ever been to New York? Oh, dude, like, the rats there are bigger than cats. Like... Holy shit. And they're just everywhere. Like, in the subway, it's just like... You just see them, and it's just like, oh my god, dude. Like, unheard of, like, like how big those things are. So I have no doubt that somewhere deeper in the subway, there's got to be way worse stuff. (laughs) Right. Because those things are, like, in the lights. They're They're not hanging out in the shadows, Yeah, Down there teaching karate to (laughs) reptiles. Bro, like... Talk about finding a, a shack of some dude like just living in the woods, just like, well, hey, what y'all doing in this? 
I think way scarier would be like whatever is in the walls and the subways in New York. Yeah. Like oh this, yeah. The people that live in there. Oh my god, man. Yeah, you have to imagine there's there's got to be a generation of people living underground who just they have the rat king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what like we've never been to the top world before. My father before the war, he they told all, me they all speak proper <laughs> yeah. British. He told me that the sun burned my people's flesh and the daywalkers knew of this and did nothing to stop it. He led us down here, our people to flourish. And now, the daywalkers' subways and their rats and garbage flood our streets, pollute our waters, and poison our children. The rat people will take no more. This year we fight back. Elect me as mayor of Rat City, and I guarantee we will bring the war to the surface. All right, that's... Susie McGunther's closing remarks. <laughs> See, I, I get totally Rat see, City policy. See, on, on, one day on CNN, it's just like a tribe of blind al albinos has invaded New York City. <laughs> yeah. They were like, they're like, but what do they want? And they're like, teach us to make pizza. <laughs> one rat comes in with a piece of pizza, and they're all like, we gotta figure out what this is. <laughs> Mana from heaven. <laughs> Some some dude is like is like uh, one of their leaders has agreed to talk to us. It's like this albino dwarf who's not blinking eyes, just wise could be, even though he can't see. He's looking directly at the camera, just like ah, people. We enjoy the thin crust and the way that it folds. We hear your parties up above. Kathunk, 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 kathunk. We want to join you. We want, to, we want to breed with your women. <laughs> Create a new hyper being of race that will make pizza and fancy street hip hop for all to enjoy. <laughs> right. So, uh, do how do you have a city you come from? Do you have a name? My name isn't a tongue you people cannot use. <laughs> what, uh, one of them in the back is Daniel Day-Lewis, and they're like, Daniel? And he's like, shh, shh, I'm preparing for a role. Shh. What are you doing, Daniel? Jared Leto is just on the other side, just making garbled noises. <laughs> Greetings, I'm walking hither. I'd watch that movie. Gayo Day Lewis as an unblinking albino the mole man. Yeah, mole man yeah. from the surface. Chud. Never seen Chud. No. It's kind of what it's about. <laughs> that uh, some like underground dwellers. Yeah, cannibalistic. Uh, let's see. It's cannibalistic under humanoid underground dwellers. It's like weird. That's what it stands for. Chuds. Chuds. Live under the streets of New York. That, that's a, um, I guess that's like the only kind of cryptid you would have in like a city, right? Yeah. Like mole people. Yeah. 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 Like some like the Futurama shit or something. Like the the mutants that yeah. like live under the city. Which I mean, if you find yourself, I've, we had talked on the uh, the 
last episode about um I've been watching like these videos of like people like just going into mines or like subways or basements of like buildings that they find just like, oh, I'll bring my camera and just go exploring. I'm like, you're a fucking moron. And you know, they'll, they'll, like, find something, mm-hmm. you know, whenever it's in there. But, like, like what, what what, are you hoping to find when you go and explore <laughs> these places anyway? Like, like, I was telling Ted, like, they, like, in one building, they find, they're trying to find ghosts. And, like, they, you know, they don't find ghosts, but they find a, a basement that is a dirt floor basement that has what looks like an altar made out of tree stumps that are five of them in a circle arranged. And it's like, that's the creepiest shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck? Get out of there. <laughs> what are you doing? That may be a portal to somewhere. You have, <laughs> your bandwidth of visible light is so small, bro. <laughs> right. That is nature that is growing in a circle and they have cut it down for some reason that doesn't involve you. Count me the fuck out, man. Trying to catch a demon. Like, like, right? <laughs> like, good gravy. It's the plot of that new Evil Dead movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's like um some of the. I guess it's like a, in the Silent Hill, like uh, maybe there's some in the Resident Evil as well. But like they'll go underground in like subways and shit, and it's like there's just like a different world down there. It's like mm. why the fuck would you ever want to go down there? Yeah, like. <clears throat> underground. I know that there. I mean, there actually is a. I mean, we're kind of joking about the New York thing, but in uh, L.A., there's an old abandoned subway system that never got used, and there's just scores of people living. I don't know how many, but there's an actual society of underground people. Like, it's total anarchy. Well, relative anarchy. I'm sure they probably have their own form of sub- <laughs> subway government. Yeah, I was about to say, kind of. Yeah. Also, just sounds like a bit of like slavery, if nothing else, because <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, no, yeah, you don't need to go up there. Yeah. No, there's nothing for you up there. Sun, <laughs> breeze, <laughs> <laughs> bro, it's crazy. You don't want to go up there. There's gators up there. <laughs> yeah, they have their they have like upside down urban legends, right? <laughs> But we find these little baby lizards and we put them up on the ground and they <laughs> they mutate into these huge monsters. Bro, they send them down here, man. It's, it's death traps. I guarantee you, Manhattan crawling with lizard people. You don't want to go up there, bro. Oh, my gosh. How long have you been tattooing for now, man? Uh, January will be 13 years. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking wild. It's a long time. Dude, you've improved so much, man. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. For sure, dude. <laughs> it's not... We were talking about, um, before you, you pulled up, about the importance of, uh, no matter what you're doing, even if it's, if you're starting off, it's like, well, I'm not making masterpieces. Uh, bro, just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Just keep going. Like, right. You, you have, if, if you don't keep producing something, you're never going to make a masterpiece. I mean, that's with everything. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it can be discouraging, I find, a lot of times for creatives, you know, because then it's like, oh, shit. It's like, um, well, good luck putting food on the table, like, trying to be creative, like, right. in, in your local area. But, like, 
like our tattoo culture here locally is like so thriving. Yeah. Like, which is was not how it was like, you know, twenty years ago. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's quite quite limited in There's yeah, and there's a lot now. It's like, a lot of shops. It's like saturated yeah. now. It is. Well it's it's awesome though, man, because aside from like I like walking around and not having a bunch of Bible thumpers look at me like I'm a fucking villain, you know. Right. Um, because I've got fucking Crayola colors on my arms. Um <laughs> It's it's cool like having like something tangible that artists can do for a career like locally mm-hmm. and to have it thrive and not have right. have one <clears throat> a, a particular like like a monopoly like say like if you had like only one shop and yeah. one artist right and, like how it used to be yeah, yeah. It used to be <laughs> one shop yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it became kind of difficult for people to have their own shops, like, locally, like, for a while. Like, yeah. for, some, for some reason, it, legal stuff kept happening whenever it's a, we- a second shop. It's weird to, to me that Valdosta can su- sustain so many shops. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but it's weird that a place like Valdosta is right now sustaining, like, there's, like, eight or nine tattoo shops in yeah. town, you know? And not to mention the sur- surrounding smaller towns that have their own shop yeah. you know it's 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 a lot you you're right though it is like a tangible uh means of making money off of off of the artwork you yeah know, there's not many outlets like that for other creative <clears throat> not around endeavors, here no not around here like, um, like as a music as a local musician you can like start a cover band you know like right there but there's not really a you tan- can go, tangible path no with a cover band a you can you can get so uh you can get that as so far as to um get the attention of the people that own the rights to that music for them to sue you to stop <laughs> with a cease and desist else you have to buy a license for every time you want to perform their music really right that's what happens. Like yeah. you, you think you're allowed to just play other people's right. music and profit right. off of it for yeah. yourself? You can, and I mean, I, I don't give a shit. Like right. I'm not saying I'm here on my soapbox. You like you can't do that. I'm just saying the rules of the game right. are that yeah. you can get as far with that to a certain point, and then you're not gonna like where you're at. Right. You know. Right. Like, I mean, before. Um, <laughs> Before uh, 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 um, Dr. Huxtable uh, found himself uh, in prison, uh, you know, Bill Cosby's uh, uh, legal team would shut down almost anything that like parodied him, like to a certain like degree. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they they were they were quick mm-hmm. on it. So like, and it's that. usually not the artists themselves. It's the com- It's the like mm-hmm. the companies. Yeah, uh, that's that's why if you put any if you put any music on YouTube if you if you film a video and you're like oh I want to put this song over it and you put a song over it you're hit with a copyright strike immediately because right. there's like algorithms that are like oh that's a song that's a copyrighted song you know Money, it will... you don't own Walking on Sunshine you <laughs> yeah. can't do that sir you can't do that videos restricted <clears throat> yeah they'll restrict it and then it's like you know. On Facebook, they'll take it. They'll just take the music out. Like mm-hmm. if you if you post a video with video music on it on no Facebook, yeah, it will just not have sound. Uh. On you on YouTube, they'll leave it up, but you'll get a little thing, and it's like, hey, this is a copyright strike, but it doesn't mean anything. The only thing it really means to you is that 
if your channel was at a point where you could monetize your videos, you can no longer monetize. That right. video can't be monetized because right. it's got somebody else's music on it. Right. So it's like not a big deal, yeah. but it's annoying. Yeah. So like, uh, I, I don't know shit about entertainment law or business you know, law, just uh, for clarification. Yeah. But like if you're, if you're at a certain point to where like you're, um, you're on a label, Right, and you're you're having to do everything by the books, and you want to do like a cover song or a cover album or something, like the minimal amount of points you would receive, you have to pay royalties out of that. Right. Yeah. Right. To to be able to cover it. Yeah. We were. Uh, I think we talked about this after uh, after the last uh, episode, but um, I had looked into um. Uh, I looked into. I see. I saw a couple of things on um, uh, Spotify's uh, business practices because I always hear about like how, uh, how awful like Spotify is with uh, treating their artists and whatnot. Um, which is um, uh, actually uh, not entirely true. Um, Spotify uh, gives seventy percent of all earnings to the artists. Um, what happens is that. The record labels, however, have these sort of packages that they'll have with their artists that they'll sell to streaming companies, right? To where they'll be like, well, you need to make sure that, you know, our guys get paid because, like, they, look, they've got all the, they've got the top amount of plays. It's like, well, we, yeah, of course they do because, like, they're, they they, they already exist. These are big songs, you know? So, like, an, uh, an example would be, like, a, uh, what was that Heart in a Blender song? Inside Out? Oh, drink oh, yeah. my ride, yeah. I'll swallow my ride. Eve Six. Yeah. Ne I never really cared for that song. I, I thought the video was pretty bad, too. But a um, lo lot of people like it. It has, like, millions of plays and whatnot. But the... Uh, did we talk about this on yeah. the air? No, no, we talked about it afterwards. Okay, yeah. okay. I just I wanted to make sure that like <laughs> for, for not the down. yeah for the people that listen like let me tell you about Eve <laughs> Six real quick. The third episode in a row he's talking about Eve Six. He keeps saying he doesn't like him, but he talks about him a lot. <laughs> they won't return my texts. <laughs> they block my tweets. <laughs> um, but they um they they still oh on their agreement from the 90s because like whenever you you get this deal from like a, a record company then it becomes okay you want to make an album don't worry we know a guy so they'll find a guy that's already in their network that will charge like thousands of dollars a day mm -hmm. if not more and then you have to pay like maybe they don't own the studio so now you have to rent out a studio space well we want to get a team of engineers that this guy likes so he doesn't have to do all the work himself. So now you have to pay for all these people as well. Then it becomes, well, we need a producer attached to this track. Tell you what, Timbaland only charges $275,000 per song. That is <laughs> we can get Timbaland to produce at least one of these songs. You want to work with Timbaland? Hey, Missy Elliott, who doesn't, who remembers her? Yeah? yeah? But like the, so like the, the bills keep like adding up for like like uh, something that the artist could learn to do themselves, right? Maybe not the mastering part of it, especially once you talk about like on a corporate level, you'll probably send that off. But like they can learn how to make their own records, right. you know? Especially now. Oh, yeah. But 
you know, back in the late 90s, not the case. Well, then they have to tour to promote it, right? So, plus the music video. So music video is going to run them, like, at, at least, like, a, like, 10 grand, if not more, you know? They're, uh... Bus, they, bus driver. Well, then it becomes... <laughs> well, you can't have a van on tour anymore, That's right? Because they're like, well... You're you rock got, stars. You're rock stars, fellas! <laughs> you gotta swing that big dick across the country in style, so... We got you a 250-gallon tank tour bus to haul all this. We got this big crew, so they just add this to their IOU list. And whenever Spotify pays Eve 6 all this, well, the money first has to go to their record label. Pay off the $5 billion yeah. that it cost their career. And if there's any left over, then it will trickle down to the artist. Mm. Now, if you're an independent artist... Everything you make from Spotify, well, it just goes directly to you. Right, right, right. So if you can find a way to get like a song to get like a viral amount of plays, like a million or more, well, all that money goes directly to you. I think it's like equates to something like ten grand for like a million plays. Huh. So if you're independent and you don't have to split it with anybody, especially if you're not in a band, like if you're just like a hip hop artist or like an instrumentalist. And just making your own stuff. That's ten thousand dollars. Hell yeah! For a million plays. That's legit because people talk a lot of shit about Spotify. So, yes, yeah, so Spotify is not, not the demon. You're right. Like, it's the it's, well, it's always been the record companies. If if the record companies don't get their artists on certain playlists, <clears throat> right? then they can just pull the catalog and be like, well, we're going to go to Amazon Music. We're going to go to mm. YouTube Music. Right. You know? Mm. It, it becomes one of those things. And Spotify, I think, arguably, is probably the, the biggest platform as far as subscription-based streaming service. Mm -hmm. You know? It, it's not, um, I guess if you take, well, maybe streaming is not the right word. Audio streaming, I guess. Right. Music platform. Jukebox, concerned. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're bad news. It's weird how all that streaming stuff works, and same with like YouTube. You know, like my, uh, I have a personal YouTube channel. You got a plaque, didn't you? Exactly, but the way I got this plaque makes no sense. It's a. It's my personal YouTube. Got so like lot, eight videos on lot, it. A lot of butt stuff. It's a lot, lot of butt stuff. <laughs> it's like eight videos, and it's stuff that I put on there because I. it's like a video of me with the alligator. You know what I mean? Right, it's right. nothing that I'm sharing for people. It's just my own bullshit. Right. And um, I posted these three videos like 12 years ago of the Jaws ride at Universal Studios. Uh, they're like under a minute long. I just went. To Universal, I love Jaws, you know. Was so it, I filmed was it them. you and the Robert Shaw. Uh, no, it's just me filming the ride itself. <laughs> it's one minute of the ride. The ride was going to close, so I filmed it and I uploaded it to my YouTube so I could watch it. And when YouTube <clears throat> introduced a couple years ago, they introduced Shorts. Mm -hmm. So any video under a minute, it's basically like Reels on Instagram right, or right. like what TikTok does. Um, one of those three videos got caught in an algorithm, it now has 70 million views on it. What the fuck? It's from, it's from, it's from 12 years ago. It's from 12 years ago. Last time I looked at it, it was 70 million views. Holy shit. Hang I got, on. I got hang it. Hang on. Hang on. 
I'm a. Are you pulling it up? <laughs> Yeah. I a friend of mine messaged me because I, I shared like uh, I shared something from my YouTube and a friend of mine was like, "Hey, congratulations!" Let's give me a keyword so I can. Oh boy, it's probably just. Oh is it God. is it under Jacob Zilla? Would that be? Under it might be. I'm gonna pull it up to tell you. It should just be if you type in Jacob Walsh, it should come up. Uh, a friend of mine messaged me and was like. Oh yeah, that's it right there. there we Is go. that it? Yeah, seventy-three million views. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? That is insane. Holy shit! Um, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, congratulations!" I was like, "What on what?" And they were like, "Your YouTube channel." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And they were like, "Do you know how many subscribers you have?" And I was like, "No." And I went and looked. I have. Like 260,000 subscribers? Yeah. No, what is it? 294,000 subscribers. What the fuck? And they were like, hey, they were like, hey, you should be eligible for, for monetization and yeah. for one of those plaques. Yeah. Because you get your first plaque at like 500. So like, it's it's a small, it's like 100,000, I think. Right. 100,000, right. you get your first plaque. So I, I, I started looking into it. I started looking into it, and I'm like, uh, so the shorts don't count towards monetization. Right. But from what I get emails now from, and I was looking at one, and from what I'm reading, next year I think they're going to change that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I might start getting paid for this 12-year-old uh, yeah. video. And then I messaged YouTube. I was like, hey, I got my plaque. Yeah. And uh, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you're you're ready for a plaque." And they sent me a plaque, and now I get I get emails that's like, "Hey, you're invited to be uh, you're invited to the YouTube. They have like YouTube conventions. <laughs> you're an influencer." And I'm like, <laughs> so like I I got the plaque and I got it hanging up, and like when I, I posted the picture of the plaque, and people were like, "Holy fuck, what?" Are you? And I'm like, "I didn't do. Sh I posted a, it's a ten year old video. It's like an accident." <laughs> People are like, you know, we, we do a lot of podcast stuff and like we, we do, you know, we do live streaming on another channel and, and like we, we were doing an episode where we had some other, some other guys on and they're like, I've been doing live streams twice a week for, you know, 10 years and it's like, it's kind of annoying. That you have all this stuff where you didn't do anything. It's like it's all like, an accident. It's like, what's your secret? Bro? That's a lot of subscribers. <laughs> like, that's a lot of subscribers. And I, I got like a... You can have this little app on your phone, you know, where it's kind of the the YouTube like back end of it, where it tells you what your analytics are, mm, and, yeah, yeah. and anytime there's comments in that video, that Jaws three video, it gets twenty comments a day. Like there's just always, con and a lot of them so are a lot weird. of them are are um, are different um, in other languages and stuff. It's like it just got caught in a See, it's got like, twenty one thousand comments on it's it. It's got three point six million likes. Oh my god! Yeah. twenty one thousand comments. And what was it? Seventy three million views or yeah. something like that. Seventy three million views. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That and this is all it is. I, I love looking through the comments sometimes, and people are like, "Is this real?" And I'm like. <laughs> They're like, is that shark? And I'm like, clearly it's a real shark. <laughs> yes, yeah, like a complete fluke, a complete accident. I'm not a... I, I have a thing. To be eligible for monetization on YouTube, you got to have a certain amount of a certain amount of subscribers. And you got to have a certain amount of like watch hours a month. And there's like three different things. And I equal two of those things. And if this video becomes eligible... If if they if they change it and say hey shorts are eligible, 
then I'll I'll reach the monetization thing and I'll start making money off of this old fucking video. It's Dude, so weird. I, you just randomly pulled your phone out t- twelve years ago and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't even film. Hey, it, the other another thing is the other two Jaws videos. I filmed them the right way. I filmed them horizontally, mm-hmm. and then I just didn't think about it, and I filmed this third one vertically, and that is also part of the reason because you know how TikTok is it's all vertical. Right. Reels are right. all vertical. For years. So the shorts that are vertical do better than the horizontal ones. Right. So like For years and years people have been saying if you're gonna put a video on the internet, film yeah. it horizontally. And then yeah. all the all the all the online video platforms just went to phone version. So now right. that's the right way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I'm gonna start making uh, our shorts uh, hor- or vertical. Yeah, yeah there you uh, go. They'll do. They'll do better. Because no, dude, I think one. I think that's so fucking awesome that you <laughs> yeah. you of all people like got like that like fortuitous <laughs> shit to happen. Yeah. That's so cool. Accidentally cracked the code. Yeah. Two. They should absolutely monetize like shorts because it like in reels and stuff like that because like it's it's earning them money. It's, yeah, it's earning it them. They're, yeah. they're playing. They're playing ads from, over this shit. From what yeah. I under from what I understand. Sometime early next year, they they're gonna start mm. doing that. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I I get weird YouTube emails all the time, and I'll, sometimes I'll be reading through them. And I'm like, oh, I think they're gonna. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to, but That's I don't know really the specifics. Cool. But that is really cool. Yeah, it's so fucking shit, weird. man. With that many followers, you should be putting more stuff on there. You, you know? know, I sometimes for I try sure. and I think about it, and I'm like, you know, uh, we were all sitting around. Um, reading the the qualifications to get the plaque, and it was like you know you 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 had to have put a video up in the last so many months, and I'm like oh fuck, I better put a video up yeah, real quick. Right. So I like put a video in, you know, and then I did the, the application, and they're like yeah you're good. So I I I've been trying to, and you know at one point we started putting some of our podcast episodes on here yeah. to just to maybe try to get some people get some interaction. To, but it's like I think a lot of the people who are following. Are, they're not those kind of people. They're not. Right. They're following for some other reason. So yeah. I don't know. There, you got there's some guy in Indonesia just like it's a lot it. of yeah. A lot of the comments are foreign, <clears throat> and and uh, so I don't know what it is. If maybe it got caught in an algorithm on a in a foreign channel somewhere. So right. we we I ended up taking the pod taking the podcast episodes kind of off it because I was like these aren't doing it. This isn't. This doesn't matter to that. But you're, not, you're not siphoning any yeah, new, so, new listeners. Yeah. Uh, there are times where I'm like, oh, I should put more stuff on right. here, and, and every now and then I'll throw something up. But it's just like it's just my personal YouTube channel, you right? Know? So right. I don't I don't fill Honestly, it with too it's much just stuff. A cool story. <laughs> yeah, it's just cool. And I made a video for the like YouTube likes you to make kind of a, a big post when you get those plaques they want you to make right. a post about it so like, i made a weird video about like not knowing to do with the plaque right. you know, like <laughs> wiping my like, using it as a plate and shit like that um but yeah it's funny if i if i hit five hundred thousand subscribers i'll get a second plaque like right. they, they they have like three or four of them and it's like your silver gold and platinum yeah gear. and then there's like a diamond one or oh, something nice. yeah but uh yeah, so if I hit five hundred thousand, I'll, I'll get plaque number two. If I had seventy-three million anything in my <laughs> life, I think I would have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, it's even, weird. Even something so you know simple and just you know. How do you com- deal with being com- a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when you see those comments come in, like in your like, sometimes I'll just sit there. Let me read some of these comments, and you find yourself wanting to start replying, but it's like I, there's thousands of comments. You here. would spend your entire life, yeah. just and people do like people get sucked into that kind of thing and i'm like it's just a silly weird thing that makes no sense that happened like i, I could just imagine my phone one day just start blowing up 
like to the point where I can't keep up with notifications. I wouldn't. I would just have to turn my phone off. Well, that's why. I, that's why I didn't know about it. Is because mm-hmm. I've never had my YouTube notifications turned right. on. Because I was right. like, because it's not. I'm not using YouTube in that way. So why I don't need notifications? Because there's no notifications. Yeah. Oh my Until god. I got told that I had that many. Vi- and I was like, oh my god, maybe I should turn these on. So your mom's house put out a new video. I'm sorry, guys. I have to take this. Like, like I, I had it where I had it where. Um, all the notifications were going to an email that I don't really use. It was like a secondary email. Mm. And then I was like, well, i got to change it to go to my email so I'll know when when things like that happen or, or, or if right. I'm eligible for something, I want to know about it. So now I do get uh, you know emails from YouTube. But um, Do you put like uh, uh, some of the yes, have some stuff on I you? did for a little. I was just telling him about it. I did for a while. Um, see, there's like a little bit of a playlist we had some stuff on there, but I think I made a lot of it private or like uh, some of it I, I took off the main channel. There's the, the a playlist from another channel is kind of attached to it, mm. but um, it doesn't do anything. Nothing, nobody sees it. Like that's not what those people are there for. So it's like it doesn't really right. – we, we did it to try to see if it funneled any – you know, juice over to the other channel, but we're like, oh, it doesn't. It's not. It's a completely separate thing. People are only seeing this shark short. It's the only. There are a few other videos on here that I've noticed. Like, what is that? Uh, how many views does that Silver Spring? It's got ten thousand views on it, right? And like, there's a couple other swimming with the gator. What does that got? Two hundred sixty-three thousand. See, so like Holy some shit, of them, yeah. some of them get random you know well, yeah, a small percentage of those people who saw that short are going to say what yeah. else is this guy doing they and do look but it's like I don't know it's just a random but a, a one minute shark video versus listening to an hour long podcast exactly you know, it's, like no, a, th- that person's like oh I want to hear them talk about the Avengers or so you know, it's like that's not nobody gives a fuck so, <laughs> so yeah we tried for a little bit and then it was like no this is a totally different this is a totally organic weird thing that happened let's keep it separate but like two years ago i got into an argument on instagram with brian redband he's a comedian Mm -hmm. and um i had like uh, like not even like 50 people come after me yeah like on instagram and i had to turn my phone off and say stay off the internet for the rest of the day (laughs) (laughs) i was like so i mean even it's a totally you know um harmless video like but just that many interactions yeah, would, get, would just give me anxiety. I just don't I see like. it. I don't see it. I don't. Right. I don't you have don't it. Have I don't have it set to where I. I only see the notifications if I go to this website and look at the stuff. So right. I don't. I got it shut off. So my phone never dings when there's. I, right. I would. I would probably kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Another person liked my shark video. Is this all I am to you? <laughs> Nope, nobody liked it. I spent I spent weeks working on these other videos. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah, nobody cares about this. Whatever. I was talking with a friend uh, of mine last night about uh, the the struggles of like an artist and like people that uh, people that normally like um, will talk about all like how, how much they know about like art and music and like I'll tell you who really knows how to make a record <laughs> I'll tell you who really knows how to make a painting so it's usually people that contribute very little right yeah you right. know and yeah. they just want to feel important in some way but uh, fuck, where were we at I'm losing my train of thought <laughs> where were we at uh, internet uh, interaction with nobody yeah, we're talking about internet interaction oh, oh um 
I'm gonna go pee it's while you drift. Yeah, yourself. it's drifting. It's drifting. Wilson, come back. <laughs> Internet critics. I know how to make music, and I don't make any music. Yeah, there was some correlation that was there with the snobby voice. I forgot what it was. <laughs> you got lost in the and character. I did, I did. <laughs> Fucking brain fart. <sighs> That'll happen. More coffee. Oh. What's up, bonkers? No. Now it's just you and me, microphone. It's just you and me. We're all alone now. Excited to have a our uh, next episode be a uh, yeah, a night nighttime. Uh, yeah, episode. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. It's a it's a different it's a different vibe with uh then uh you know door open midday. It's kind of I was listening back to some of the last episode with uh, Joseph and it's like telling ghost stories and in the background you hear like birds chirping. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Quite the right ambiance. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I'll tell you something really spooky. Tweet, tweet. Yeah. It sounds like a, uh, like a beautiful day outside. I, I was listening to... I wish, uh, I, I wish I could remember. That upsets me. I wish my fucking idiot brain just fucking <laughs> fell apart. I was listening to a couple episodes back where, you know, we paused the episode to go, because we noticed something was on fire. And we, uh, you know, paused the episode oh, yeah, to, go, to yeah. go check on what it was. Yeah. And then, like, we just came back and kept recording and did not mention it at all. It's just like, we're like, oh, hang on, something's on fire. And then we, and then we just keep carrying on the conversation like nothing happened at all. <laughs> it wasn't that important. No. <laughs> it's like, ooh, there's some drama in this episode. Oh, they're, they're just not gonna, I guess nothing was on fire. <laughs> Wait a second, this show isn't live? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck? You just hear Judd going, is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a you have a really wide hallway. Yeah. Which uh, uh people as, said the same thing about as, my grandma. As, too, a, God, as a collector, when I walk through a house, I'm always like, oh, you can fit a really good display case right here. I'm walking through your hallway. I'm like, oh, dude, I would have it lying. You know, it's like it's a weird I need way to... of thinking that, you know, other people don't think. It's like, oh, this is a wide hallway. I, I could do a lot with this hallway. I, I usually I usually think about uh, painting placements. Like, mm -hmm. and um, earlier this year, like, uh, I rearranged, like, this whole like, yeah, half. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, this, the whole half of the house. Of I it. noticed because I'm you, the other times I've been here. It's like I know which paintings I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, I don't. I've never seen this one. This mm -hmm. is new. There, there were some I was just like, mm, bad vibes. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't want to be around it. Yeah. And just take them off the wall, rearrange them, and then re I moved the piano. My fucking ape man strength moved it from <laughs> one wall. To, to the other one somehow. It took me like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, but like I, I got it over there like inch by inch. But it's, uh, you know, I think uh, I always look at stuff like that. Like as far as like, well, I'll go to like somebody else's house. I'll be, like start looking like, okay, well, like, 
do they have artwork? Yeah, I do the same on, thing. On I, I, you know, I don't. I have art. My my walls look similar, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's not all of my paintings, but it's a lot of like I collect. You know, prints. And art from either movies or just things, books that I like and right. stuff like that. And uh, and I have so many of them, but that I had to buy. I have someone right now building me a flat file uh, so I can store the stuff that I can't fit on my walls. Right. So whenever I go into somebody's house who... Uh, has nothing on their walls. I'm just like, what kind of a person are you? That you have <laughs> you have nothing that you're interested in. You just live in this big empty house with nothing cool on the. You know what I mean? So it's like anytime I'm in somebody's house, I'm like, oh, I would do this. I would put. Uh, I could put a print here. Or I could put a shelf here or something. And it's like a, my uh, my old buddy Phil. Um, I lived with him when uh, I was 18. I think he was 20. Maybe nineteen at the time, but uh, his his room looked like a fucking serial killer's room at, at first because <laughs> he he didn't, he didn't have like any any posters or anything. Yeah. He had like a single twin bed, yep. neatly like OCD made, like perfectionist kind of made. Where I was like, God damn, dude, did you win like the housekeeping competition <laughs> as a little boy or something? Like, <laughs> how's your bed that neat? But he. he he would put like his knives and like his couple of guns neatly on the bed yeah. as well. Oh god! And it's like it's like, bro, you look like you you hunt people <laughs> for, for a hobby, like a professional assassin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But it, he, he sure enough did. Like he started uh, like decorating like his his room and like yeah. putting stuff up to make it like his yeah. like environment or whatnot. Yes, welcome to my human apartment. <laughs> 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 Do you believe uh, like all of the things that you see? <laughs> but no, I um, I want to get um more uh, J hooks uh, to hang like more instruments on, on yeah. the hallway. But I got a couple of them and like these um, they're they're too freaking narrow. Like yeah. it's like, and then I had a couple more that like they were wide enough. But it wasn't it wasn't deep enough. <laughs> so like the like it's just like it won't sit in it all the way. Like it'll just like sort of like right. rest on like the headstock and the body is like yeah. not on the wall the way. It's like man, that doesn't that doesn't work. These are specifically made to hold guitars, right? No, no, that's I believe uh, for right. something like a bike. You can get like two oh, of those. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I was gonna say, what is this? Like, was this gonna hold a guitar for ants? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I was uh, I was at uh, Home Depot looking uh, looking like a uh, a pervert because the ones that are uh, that do work, I had measured them with a finger width <laughs> of sticking three fingers. Somebody's watching you. And they're like, "Hey, come look at this guy." Yeah, sticking three fingering the three wall fingers in this J hook. Just rubbing your nose in it, <laughs> and then and then just sort of like yeah, determining the death by like you know rotating the three the other way. So here I am, you know, like lo- looking like a <laughs> fucking creepy ass dude in Home Depot, feeling and fingering each one of these, like. <laughs> mm, let me see. No, no. Mm, too tight. <laughs> Next one. Let me see. That may work. <laughs> some dude. Some dude over here is molesting our J hooks. 
You gotta pay for those, sir. <laughs> Can we help you, sir? We don't look. We don't want any trouble. <laughs> we just we just want to make sure everybody's okay. <laughs> I could, I gotta get three fingers in the in the <laughs> inside, otherwise it ain't gonna work. Right, right, right. Tell you what, why don't we here we can get you a meal and some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> nice hot meal. If you if you just go ahead and leave now, need somebody to take you to the shelter. I think this is when I still have my hobo beard too. Oh yeah. So I definitely look like a fucking homeless pervert in <laughs> Home Depot fondling. So I'm in Home Depot, tripping on LSD. <laughs> I just, I just done my fourth rail of PCP that morning, and the cops had started to grow angel wings in front of me. Dude, there was this um, one time in front of my uh, my friend Taco's old tattoo shop that uh, I was a. Uh, I was not there, <clears throat> but I was supposed to go up there and hang out with him uh, after I got off work that evening. And uh, he told me, like, like I go, well, don't bother coming there. It's like, there's an accident in front of the shop or whatnot. I'll tell you about it, you know, tomorrow. All right, cool. So what happened was this um, this dude and his woman who had a baby were arguing or something, fucked up on PCP in front of the shop, and they're, like, causing a scene with some of, like, you know, the clients that are, like, out there, and uh, the shop's just sort of located in a little, little mini plaza off on the side of this, like, busy uh, four-lane, like, highway stretch in New Jersey, and uh, the dude walks out in, in front of traffic and gets hit by a car, and then stands up and says... These motherfuckers can't touch me. <laughs> and walks right back out again into traffic. Gets hit by a second car. Whoa. Boom. On purpose? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Because he got hit by a car and like got up and was like, I'm fine. These motherfuckers can't touch me. And then walked back. Back out again and got hit by a second car and just poof, no human anymore. That's all you got. That's oh, he insane. died. Oh yeah, second car. Just oh poof. man. Goodbye. And the lady <clears throat> in horror and shock threw the baby up in the no. air and ran into the street after him. No. She did not get hit. But oh man. I don't know if they caught the baby or not. I mean, the baby was—it lived. It wasn't dead or anything. He—he he was gone. Somebody got hit. Somebody did that in front of our shop. Got hit by a car. Got up and ran. There's this guy. You know, you get—we get like a couple homeless people around mm -hmm. downtown every now and then. And there's this one dude we'd see all the time, and uh, he had a habit of crossing the street, not waiting for the light. He would in that that intersection is pretty crazy, right there in front of the shop. Yeah. And he would just cross while the light was green, and one day he did it, and he fucking got smacked. And we, we caught it on film, because we got a camera facing out there, and he got up and he ran. He got hit, and got up and ran. He flipped through the fucking air, got up and took off. It's another good short for your YouTube <laughs> I know, I should put that on there. God, I should. Oh, is we this got, I got it on my phone somewhere. That'll get some traction. God, you're right.
doing that. Dude, I was I was looking at your podcast feed this morning before I came over here. Did you record Cycle of Werewolf? Cycle I did. Of the Werewolf? Yeah, yeah. We so like we don't do a lot of so I read right. uh, the two other, one of our other um, hosts does, but then like one doesn't really. But we started, you know, we do a Patreon. Mm. And so on Patreon, it's like, it doesn't matter what. The content doesn't have to match the same content that goes out on the regular feed. So I would like, once I finished reading a book, uh, I would just do an episode by myself mm. and put it on Patreon. And people were like, hey, we like these. Like a review uh, type? Yeah, like yeah. a review or like stuff I really liked about it. And then I started doing a thing where I would like read, a, if, if there was a section I thought was crazy, I'm like, I'm just going to read it to you. Because like our listeners, they're not all huge like Stephen King readers. Mm. you know. They're, so some of them might not ever read a Stephen King book. So they don't care if I'm spoiling shit. And then like... I did a. I'm in that depth. Yeah, so like. (laughs) I've read, I think, like five or six of his books, but I mean, like, when people are like, I don't want to spoil, like, this movie for you, I'm like, why? Just do it like. It bothers some people, you know, but it's like, when it's on that, it's on Patreon. It's on Patreon, those people are paying, you know, (laughs) for content, so I'm like, any content is good. And, uh, and then there's been a couple times where I've just read a full short story. (laughs) And then last year for Halloween, we put out a cassette tape. And on the cassette tape, we did a, just a regular episode of the show. But then we did a couple like weird Halloween things, and I did um, a reading of the Georgie scene from it, just like the, yeah. it's like ten minutes long, and people were like, "Hey, we want more stuff like that," and I was like, "Okay, well, Stephen King writes the longest books in the world," and I was like, "Cycle the Werewolf is short; mm-hmm. it's only twelve chapters. Each chapter is like three pages." I was like, "I'm gonna record the entire thing." <laughs> So I, I recorded the whole thing, and then I fully produced it. It's got music, sound effects, nice. the Holy full shit. fucking thing. And we released one episode a day, like, leading to Halloween. So the finale came out on Halloween. Um, somebody sent me a message, and they were like, hey, is that legal that you're doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm yeah. like, no. I was like, I was like, hey, it's just as legal as people who make money. I'm not making any money off it. It's not right. on the Patreon. Right. It's on the regular feed. It's completely free. Anybody can listen to it. And uh, it's just as legal as people who sell unlicensed T-shirts for right. movies yeah. and Stephen. I'm like, those people are making money off of those Stephen King shirts. Right. Those aren't licensed, you know. So. I, I thought it was cool because, as far as I know, there is no audio. There's not. Version. There's um, not. I've been I've been working my way through Stephen King's catalog for years. Yeah. And, um, same. And. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to sit down and physically read, so I yeah. usually listen to audiobooks. And when I got to Cycle, I've, I'm just OCD about it. I've been going chronologically going in, in, in the publishing order. Yeah. And I got to Cycle of the Werewolf last year, and I was like, what the fuck? There's no audio version. So I, I just ordered it off Amazon. You know, Luckily, yeah. it's short, so I just sat and read it in, like I think, one sitting. Yeah, it's short. And, um, and I saw on your feed, I was like, he did 12 episodes on Cycle of the Werewolf? Yeah, it's just the full... Well, because well, yeah. I thought, you know, like, I'm looking looking through your feed, you're doing review stuff, you're talking about movies yeah. and stuff. like. I'm like, there's not that much to talk about. For, not, so yeah. I just played one of the episodes. I'm like, oh, he's reading it. Like, that's yeah. actually a really good service yeah. because that doesn't exist anywhere that's else. What I, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like... And also, a lot of the people who are listening to our show, like, they might not be readers or they mm-hmm. might not have ever read a Stephen King book before. I'm like, this is an easy one because it's short... I'm just going to read it to you. It's literally the the longest episode I think is like 20 minutes, but most of the episodes are six minutes, yeah. eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's not like someone's having to be like, oh, I got to read a book. It's like, it's six minutes a day for 12 days and you've read a Stephen King book. Right, yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I like reading those things and that one's short and easy and I thought it'd be fun to, to 
you know, produce it and put yeah. music and shit to it. And it was, it, it was a lot of work, <laughs> but it's cool. I thought it was fun. Yeah. That is cool. I didn't realize it was that short. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, super it's, short. It's and it's itty illust- bitty. I think it's, it's the shortest. Yeah. Um, it's also illustrated. So if you, if you, if you go and listen to the episodes, it's got the, um, it also has the artwork for each episode oh, cool. is there with it. So nice. Yeah. yeah. I think the shortest one of his I've read, it's a, one of his short stories is The Man in Black. Yep. It's like, um, I think that I think that's it. Yeah. It uh, or The Man, Man in the Black, Black suit. suit. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, this, this boy, um, I think his dad's dead, and uh, his uh, mom is like, you know, taking care of the house, so she's always busy, so he's just off exploring on his own. He's at like this uh, this low creek, and there's like a man there that appears to him that he instinctively knows is like the devil or something. Now he smells and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like all super weird. Yeah, and he's like uh, got uh, fire in his irises and has like he says like almost seems like he's just sort of like floating there, like he's not actually standing there. He's just there like a presence or whatnot but like the the dialogue that like they have like just the exchange between them. he's like feeding them like these like you know like really like e- like ego destroying lies to a little boy like, yeah you know, like oh your your mom's a whore you know that right she kicked you out of the house because she's getting like dick down right now right you know that's your mom. Your dad didn't like you either. But you should come with me. Yeah. I'll take you on a magical journey. <laughs> I'm in the, I think I'm in the uh, deep cocaine years. What do you? What? I just finished Tommyknockers. Okay. And started the dark half. And the Tommy knock, and I say that because I say that because the Tommy knockers is fucking insane. I haven't read either one of those, but I know okay. that I know that Tommy knockers is. Have you read Cujo yet? Yes. So Cujo is the one he doesn't remember writing. That's that. the one he claims he just has no right. memory. So and that he geeked out like that. Much. He was like he was well, he was a really bad alcoholic, and mm-hmm. he was like blackout. He would blackout and just wake up and be like, I don't even know. I know he talked about... And he was also on cocaine at the time. Right. So it was just a combination of those two things. I saw in an interview he talked about once when he was writing The Shining that he was just pretty much dropping acid all the time when he wrote that. So like a lot of the surreal moments in the book like I think like the hedge animals moving and whatnot. Yeah. Like that came to him while he was tripping. Uh, like, Like, oh, that'd be like... Trippy. It's like my horror haunted hotel book or whatnot. It's neat. Like you can tell that a lot of what he writes about, he pulls from his own life. You know, like every main character in almost every one of his novels is a writer and an English teacher. Yeah, or an aspiring. He, he's author in, or, once you start. I haven't read all the Dark Tower books. I've only read the first one. But once you start reading those, he's a, Stephen King is a character in the Dark Tower yeah, at some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I've read the first three Dark Tower. The Gunslinger, though, is... I've read that book like five times. Yeah. It's so good. That's the only one I've read. <clears throat> it's really... Well, it's, that's... The way I got into Stephen King was my dad bought me The Gunslinger, and it sat on the back of my toilet for like a year. And then, like, I was just ran out of stuff to read or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I read it, and it, it was amazing. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, Stephen King, the master of horror, and then you read The Gunslinger, and it's, like, this weird, it's like, like... fantasy. It's, like, like, fantasy, but also, like, a Western, kind yeah. of, but also there's, like, time travel, you're, like, because there's, it's, like, this cowboy, it's, like, archetypal cowboy guy walking from town to town, and he walks into a town, and they're playing Hey Jude, 
on the on the saloon's piano. And um there's these like these just weird like um inconsistencies in the in the setting. And it's the first of seven. It's it's pretty short. <clears throat> and so I read I immediately read the second one. And then I started the third one and then I found out that it starts um it starts jumping in and out of other novels he's written. Yeah. Or it brings in characters. A lot the, of characters from the other books start showing up. And just being the, like... Com- even, even Pennywise, I think, is connected. Like, whatever yeah. universe that the, his his spider being comes from or whatnot is, like, somewhere connected well, there's like, to the lore of, like, uh, the Dark Tower. There's another... There's, like, another um, character who is a creature that is kind of similar to what Pennywise is, and a lot of people... He's never come out and said it, but people are like, oh, we think that this character is whatever race Pennywise is. The um, So the Dark Tower is like the nexus of to all time and space. It's like the... It's the center <clears throat> of everything. Right, it's the... Um, is the singularity like at the like at the center of a black hole where everything comes together mm-hmm. and they say that like there's different realities on each floor of the tower and like so some of king's work will take place so like he's got a bunch of works that take place in this town called castle rock and so there'll be like five or six different books where they he'll just like offhandedly mention castle rock or Derry, maine like these different towns that he's created in his um universe and sometimes like there's one book where Carrie is a book in yeah. the story. It's so, so weird when he yeah. <clears throat> but so like there's a universe where Carrie actually happened and there's another universe where it's like Carrie is a book. Right. But it's 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 there there's people who have written books on the Stephen King, you know, universe. Right. You know, how they how it like intricately goes in and out of it who even knows if he did it on purpose but that's something that they need to turn into like a, a, a streaming series or something they you did uh, they did one called castle rock i haven't watched i'm they did but it, it has nothing to do it's oh, like, really it, it's got characters mm-hmm. but it's like it's all its own story i had none of it really there's like characters from stephen king books in it and they're major like it's got Annie Wilkes from, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like characters who are related to characters from the books, but the story is a completely original story, so it's not like, <clears throat> I, I watched of some of, I watched some of it and I was like, oh cool, I wish this was about, you know, Cujo, Actually, or yeah, I wish He's got so some... many stories, why don't, you yeah, know, pull It's from weird when they do that kind well, of Well, they, they did a, pe- a prequel series, so I'm the weird kind of nerd where I, when I found out that the Dark Tower incorporated other stories i mm-hmm. went back to the beginning read carrie and i've been working my way through there since but like i'm that weird kind of nerd who was like i won't watch the movie until i've read the book and i want to do it in order and all that kind i of tried stuff. to and, do uh they, they did a prequel to salem's lot yeah. um white chapel i think right and, and it's a good show but it's not it's sort of it's sort of based on a he did a short story right. that is a prequel to Jerusalem's Castle Rock. Life. Yeah, and they just kind of like we're like, oh, let's kind of make our own version yeah, of that. Yeah. I haven't watched that. It's good, but if you to, if you told me it had nothing to do with Salem's Lot, yeah, I, I'd be like, yeah, this is this is good. But right. it's like they they could have just used the short story. Yeah. They just like added a bunch of. stuff. I don't know why they do that so much. I I grew up watching, I watch a lot of movies, and I've always been like, I considered myself a Stephen King fan even before I ever read a Stephen King book, because I love so many of the movies, but then when I started reading them, I would be like, okay, I'm going to read the book, and then go back and rewatch the movie, Mm -hmm. and if there were any Stephen King movies that I had not seen, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wait until I read the book, so like, I didn't see, you know, they just just came out with that um, new Firestarter. Yeah. 
I had not seen the original Firestarter, but I was like, I'm going to read the book, and then I'll watch the original, and I'll time it to where I can read the book, watch the original, and then go see the new one that night. Nice, nice. Um, and I try, I try to do that kind of thing now. If yeah. I hadn't read the book, I'll read it I before heard, the I heard movie comes out. The book Firestarter is a big difference from the uh, the movie. It is. Um, the, the new the new movie is maybe the worst Stephen King adaptation I've ever seen. I, oh, man. There, it's there, bad. <laughs> Guys, I've seen a couple bad ones too. There are some bad ones. <laughs> I, I had I kind of like lost faith in a lot of like the, the Stephen King like movies after after a while. I think. Um, Depends who gets a hold of them. Yeah, and like it's, I, I thought there was some stuff in a what was it fourteen oh eight that was um, that was cool, but then it's like they'll do like the M Night Shyamalan twist where it's like, oh, he's not really out of the room. It's yeah. like, bro, why did you just waste twenty minutes of like movie where it's like, oh, you thought the movie was over? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Now you're back in the room. It's like oh, this is fucking stupid, dude. The um, when I was a when I was a kid, I really liked the Stand, the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like you watch it as an adult, it's like the it's probably the worst CGI you'll ever yeah. see. Yeah, like, I recently it's a weird nineties wa- made for TV. Yes. I recently watched that for the first time, and I was like, "Woo, man!" <laughs> when like Conan the Barbarian and Xena Warrior Princess's budget makes yours look <laughs> like. Did you see the new? Did you see the new stand? No, did they make yeah. one? It came out as another TV series, and it came out like, like in the. It was kind of. It came out kind of like right in the middle of the, the pandemic, so you know every piece of media was kind of lost to all the other stuff I, happening. So it was like kind of forgotten they, about. Probably imagine good timing. Did, yeah, they didn't want to probably talk about great timing. Like a, a super virus um, in the middle yeah, of, a, right, yeah. of a pandemic. But yeah, they did another version of it, and I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah it I mean, it's got, it's got some weird shit in it, but overall, I think it's really good. I think if they did it Whoopi for Goldberg's like, a, <laughs> if they did for like a um, like an R-rated like you know Netflix or Hulu like yeah. kind of thing, because like there's like some stuff in it where it's like, yeah, bro, like this, you can't really effectively tell this story without. Breaking that uh, FCC guidelines, yeah. you know. Yeah, how are you gonna make an it movie without a child orgy? <laughs> I'm glad I haven't seen it part two, but I'm glad they left the uh, the, the kid gangbang scene Dude, out of uh, out of the uh, the sewer portion I, of the first one. I read it just a I don't know maybe like a year ago, and I knew that was in it going into it, and I was like, hey, it can't be like as bad as people are acting like it is, and it's. I mean, I mean it's bad, but it's also, but it also isn't. When when you hear there's child orgy in a book or something, right. you you're you clearly you're like oh god. But when you read it, the way there's a there's like it's more to it than it's just a child orgy. Right, right. Like there is a reason it's happening. Yeah. Well, and like, when you read fourteen hundred pages, <laughs> yeah. of, it's a, it's that four, child orgy better be fucking it's, good. No, <laughs> it's fourteen hundred pages of backstory to get to something. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that they should have included it. But it makes a little more sense in your head when you're reading it. But um, what yeah, I got I'm glad to, they left it out of the movie as what, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me just for the record, well, it, it, it is not easy to come up with bits about children orgies. <laughs> also, know. orgy might be a bit of a misnumber. It's a gangbang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beth's the only. Uh, she's the cookie. You know? 
But I, I like I knew I was like, oh god, this is it. This yeah. is the part of and and like it's not as bad as a child orgy yeah, sounds. It's not but, as bad as but it at the same time it's like why did he write this? It feels you know? weird that's, reading about because they're like that's the they're worst also sound, like twelve. Yeah. That's the worst sound bite you could ever come up with. Don't isolate it. Child orgy is not as bad as it sounds. End quote. Um that being said, that that's my favorite book of his, and, and it, it's not it, just it it's, really it's not just my favorite book of his. That's my favorite book I've ever read. I've oh, read yeah. it three times, and I own a copy with all these like uh, slips in it to try to remember where things are because, mm. like, it is a tome, and none of the movies that exist come close to kind of capturing what that book is about. That book's not about a clown. The clown no. is barely in the book. It's such a good book. And it's so, uh, it's, I, I tell people all the time that it has some of the most horrific things I've ever read inside of it that for some reason are in none of the movies. Yeah. It's like, this is yeah. the scariest thing I've ever read. Uh, we have three movies about it and you've not put this, why wouldn't you put this in here? But like, it also, like what's one of the things? Well, it just has stuff like there's this scene where this kid gets pulled into his toilet and it's the grossest like visual you would ever think of. And there's a character, um, who they put in the new film, and his name is Patrick Hockstetter. He's one of the bullies. And whenever I found out they were putting Patrick in the movie, I was like, oh my god, they're doing Patrick. He's Patrick, not, wait, he's not in the original movie? He's not in the original. I haven't seen any of that. He's just like an un... There, there are other no, bullies there's, there's in the movie. There's three. There's, well, there's Harry... Is that guy's name? And then the, the guy who gets... There's a, he's there basically, but the other bullies don't have any. They're just there. Right. It's right. Henry. Henry. Henry's oh, the main yeah, bully. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, and okay, okay. The other two bullies are there, Belch and, and Patrick. But it's like they don't even ever see his. They don't ever say his name. Right. So, but Patrick in the book is like he's terrifying, and he's a psychopath, and he he thinks he's the only real person in the world, mm-hmm. and he kills his baby brother, and he tortures these animals, and leave, puts them in a refrigerator, and uh, and his death in the book is really weird. Pennywise, uh, it's like a bunch of le- flying leeches come out and attach themselves. It's just like the weirdest, grossest shit you've ever seen, and it's like in the movie. Uh, Patrick walks into a, a, a sees a balloon and there's a jump scare and you never see him again. And I'm like, you got all of this stuff you could have pulled from and that's what you gave us in the movie. And the whole book's like that, you know. And the book has all this crazy shit about what it actually is and uh, lives in this macroverse and there's a giant turtle. It's like the craziest yeah, shit yeah. you've I ever heard. Yeah, I remember hearing about like like the turtle and like yeah. and like inner space and, and there, outer space. There are a couple like of times in the new movies where you think they're going to go into it or there's like references to the weird shit and mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh cool, I'm glad they're kind of touching on it, but I never, I never they shy away from it." But I'd see part 2. I did like in part 1 that only for for a couple of frames when uh they defeat Pennywise and he's recoiling back you see like these extra legs sort of sprout out yeah like he's this spider but then it like right draws back into him I'm yeah. like I'm like oh cool they didn't go like you never go full spider yeah. <laughs> well you should watch part two uh, um, they definitely go full spider so but the new adaptation is part one as kids and part two as adults yeah okay that's, that's the way the 90s miniseries was. that's the way oh, the 90s, really? okay. but in the book it's like it's back and forth the whole it's time it's just back and forth the yeah. whole time and I understand why they sometimes mid sentence it'll be it'll jump mid sentence yep. to the past back to the future it's it's insane and I understand why you can't put that I understand why you gotta split it up but right. 
Um, there are some things in the new movies, like, you know, they put the, the whole Adrian Mellon thing, which ta- in the book... That's like the gay guy from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the book it takes place right after the Georgie. You know, the book opens with Georgie getting killed and the thing, and then the next thing is Adrian Mellon. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever they were making the movies, I was like, I wonder if they're going to do the Adrian Mellon. And they do. Yeah. And it's pretty good, and it's like pretty close to what's in the book. Like, even the weird... There's like weird details in the book where it's like the clown bit into Adrian Mellon's armpit. And they do that in the movie, in the part two. Like, he bites into his armpit, and I'm like, oh, cool. There, there's some stuff they stick pretty close to. But also, when you got 1,400 pages of a book, it's really easy to get so much, like, backstory on characters. Right. And you, like, uh, it, it's like the greatest friendship. That book is, like, about friendship and how these characters really love each other. And, like, there's really touching things um, that most people don't know because they just know the hot topic it from you know the clown from it so it's like weird there's this part in the book that i really love they do a lot of things where they have these interludes in the book where it cuts back to things that happened in Derry hundreds of years ago just to show you how the how the how pennywise was like uh you know kind of infiltrating yeah Mm -hmm. current all the awful things that happened in the town and there's one called the black spot and uh I thought they were going to put the black spot in the movie because there's like, in the trailer, there's like, you see these burning hands and I'm like, oh, is, are they going to do the black spot? And one of the characters, Mike, his father worked at a, a club called the Black Spot and it was all like African American people who worked there. Dick Halloran from The Shining was the cook there. Uh, and um, and at some point, a bunch of racists burn it down with did people, he, with he people inside. Shine? He did have The Shine. Uh, but at some point, it... A bunch of racists burn it down um, with all the people still inside. And when everybody comes running out, uh, Mike's dad saw something that he's never told anybody. And like on his deathbed, he tells Mike what he saw. And uh, and he saw a giant bird, a kestrel, but like, like, you know, like 30 feet long with balloons attached to its wings. And it was picking up the racists as they came out and you know, eating them and shit like that. And it's like just this weird way that Pennywise manifested. Uh, and it's just this fucking trippy thing. And Mike has seen the bird too. And when his dad tells him like, that's what I saw a bird. It's just like this big moment in the book. It's not in any of the movies. <laughs> so he's only the clown in, in the movies. No, he turns into other things, okay. but he's, they don't, but they don't, it's not good. Like the, in the nineties, original one, uh, He's supposed to be turning into a werewolf, right. but it's it's just it just looks like a dude in a werewolf mask. Yeah, that he got well, from a, a store I, I dressed think, as a clown. <laughs> but he does in the book turn into like in the book it is a werewolf right. because the book takes place like in the fifties, mm. you know. So the creature it turns into whatever you're scared of, and they and they do have him do that in both versions. Mm-hmm. But it's always like minimal, and it's like, oh, like you know, the leper is in yeah. in the newer one, which the leper scene is awesome in the, in the book. Space. Yeah, the, yeah, the leper happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the book, it's it's mainly that, and it's rarely the clown. Yeah. Everybody sees the clown, and they know it's the clown, but it's so often it's a different form. He like introduces himself as Bob Gray. To, and yeah. they never explain what that is. They like, never explain it. Yeah, it's just it's and, just uh, another Bob, huh? Yeah, yeah. Bob's uh, supposed to be the name of a uh, uh, entity 
that uh, it's like a trickster entity, like a DMT jokester. Yeah, or something. I've mm-hmm. heard that. That's so. That's interesting. That uh, he would refer to himself as Bob Gray. Yeah. yeah. The um, when I've, he meets Georgie in the book, he says that my name is Bob Gray. Well, he has silver balloons in the book, I think, as well. He's got like a silver, his outfit, silver. Mm. Uh, I think the balloons are always just different colors. Gotcha. The um, the the gray part is um, supposedly with the whole jester thing. It's where the sort of the what would you what would you call it? Almost like an avatar for like you know the the checkerboard Harlequin like pattern mm. type stuff. Is it's goes back to this supposed jokester spirit or entity demon, if you will, calls himself Bob, and if Bob Gray. It's black and white checkered board pattern. Yeah. It's uh, gray. Gray, yeah. Bob Gray. Huh. So it's uh it's uh it's it's like an esoteric yeah. sort of uh, reference. That's a that. deep cut. I want like honest that's probably right, but I wonder if even King knew that when he wrote when he wrote that, you right. know, because it's it's really just a throwaway name. Because I mean all his names are just kinda um I don't know what names are like in Maine, but they're like all of his characters have the widest names. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though. Uh, uh, fuck, what were we talking about before I interjected with that? Oh, just the just, just the it. differences between the book and the, yeah. And the book. There's another um, historical scene in the book that I don't know if it's in the adaptations that sh- the shootout. Um, it's reference so. It's not in the movies, mm-hmm. but in the in the newer films, in the first one, there is a scene where they're like in a alleyway, and there is a uh, they talk about the shootout, right? And there's a a big mural that's just always been in the town, and the mural is of the shootout, mm-hmm. and like later on in the movie, they're by the mural again, but like Pennywise is hiding in it, right. and he wasn't there earlier, but he's hiding. But that's so cool. they reference the shootout, that's cool. but it's not like you don't see it. <clears throat> It's this gnarly, like, uh, Bonnie and Clyde shootout. There's these, like, gangsters, like, going from town to town. And somehow, like, the word gets to the town that they're coming there. And so, like, the whole town, like, gets out onto the main street and, like, gets their guns out. And just, yeah. Like, and, like, Pennywise them. is there kind of influencing the He's entire thing. To feed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's going around whispering in everybody's ears what they need to do yeah. and stuff. Like, one, one of the... Um, when I, when I was a little boy and saw uh, it, whenever it came on TV, it was 1990, so yep. I, was, I was six. Um, so the, fir- the first part like, absolutely terrified me. And then you, you wait a week, and then part two comes out. And it, even as a little kid, I was like, this is not scary, like, at all. Like, just the, And you watch it as an adult, and you can realize that, like, well, they did a bad job with the script. The actors are not... that you. It looks like most of them don't even care. Right, like you know, John Ritter represents that you know, home homeboy didn't disappoint. But um, the in the in the first part, whenever uh, Ben the uh, the fat kid uh, tries to get away from the bullies, and he's like off playing by himself, and like Pennywise appears to him in the swamp as his dead dad, yeah, with some balloons, and then he's just this like green swampy skeleton thing, like. That shit to me was like more terrifying than anything. And the clowns are creepy, but like that's like the well, that's a that's that, a lot of people's biggest like a lot of people who really love the book. That's their biggest gripe is like the clown's not scary. Any and the clown's not meant to be scary. Right in the book, the clown in the book 
It's friendly and it never like that's why whenever they came out with the design for the new movie, I liked his outfit because it that's what it looks like in the book. Mm-hmm. But he looks like he's an ICP. You know, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like he there's never a moment where he doesn't look scary. And the whole point of Pennywise is to lure the children yeah, he's supposed to, dis- to be to disarm them exactly it's a, it's not supposed to be a scary clown it is supposed to be a clown to bring the children to it it is yeah. he is never trying to be scary as pennywise it's the biggest problem with the movie adaptations yeah 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 i i, I agree with that man like even the um like tim curry's like performance of like the original Pennywise, he's very tongue in cheek. Like most of the time, like he's yeah. delivering comedy bits. Mm-hmm. Like, and yet he's the the main antagonist for like you know the horror that's driving the whole story. The um, it's it's always to me it was like the other stuff that's happening. So like um, when Eddie, the asthmatic kid, is um in the showers, and because that's his fear is like having to take a shower in front of everybody or just maybe he's just like taking a shower (laughs) but um you know like the ghosts try to leave and like the other showers start turning on and then like the the nozzles like come out they block him from leaving and the the drain just opens up like two hands just stick out and just like push the drain open and pennywise comes out it's like that's fucking terrifying (laughs) dude it wouldn't matter what came out yeah like anything that comes out of that hole is (laughs) scary yeah man yeah but like the if it's something that is like friendly they're like hi you know yeah come on down (laughs) be like oh Uh, what that's so fucking terrifying my one of my favorite passages in the book is it's kind of a it's a weird thing uh, it's kind of in the movies, but it's really quick. Is his there's a door to Pennywise's lair, and they show the door in the first in the first movie, and then you see it in the in the new one. But it's such a quick thing. But they that when they're when they're adults and they're like, we gotta go fucking kill this thing. Uh, they get to a path, and then there's a bunch of bones. It's all children's bones, and there's a door, and it's like a it's like a three foot door. It's a little door, yeah. and they say like. It's a door made for children, and it's a fairy tale door. It looks like a Cinderella door. It's rounded. It's got the big metal, you know. Uh, it like looks like a door that would be on a castle or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, and there's a symbol on the door, and they and they there's a picture of the symbol in the book, uh, and 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 nobody knows what the symbol means, but everybody sees it as something different, like. They see it as what they're most scared of. Like, Ben sees, you know, the mummy. And, like, you know, they see the bird. Like, they see different things. And it's like, they have to open the door and go through. And it's just the coolest... I just think that weird little detail is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's the symbol on the door. And in the first film... Looks like a Japanese character. In the in the, in the the first film, uh, the original, they have the door, and it's like, it sort of, it's it, it's the roundest door, but it doesn't have a symbol on it. Right. And then in the newer film, it's a round door, uh, and it doesn't look anything like what they describe in the book, but it's got the symbol on it. Mm. You see it really quick. It's like, oh, that's the symbol on the door. But it's just a cool little throwaway uh, scene. It's like two pages long where they talk about Pennywise's door. I love it. I wonder if... Um ties in with the because I haven't read the book but if it ties in with the the whole thing about like a, you know like a symbol for like a, a creature or something is both like it's it's their power and also like confines them like a sigil yes yeah. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. probably like so. the sigil of Pennywise it's like a, 
It's like they're they're bound to it. Yeah. You know? There's zero explanation other than uh, than what you when you look at the symbol you see what you fear the most. But that makes complete sense, and because right. that's where he lives. You know, it's where he basically lives. Yeah. So, he, yeah. He, he can't escape like you know yeah. like the the sigil, if you will. It's like a almost like an ethereal like circle, mm. right? That like keeps you in or whatnot. One of the, Man, I think one, cool. one of the reasons his books are so long um, is that he doesn't know how they're going to end until he writes. You know, most most authors they'll have an outline, and you know, a lot even a lot of authors will work from the end backwards. Like they mm-hmm. know how it's going to end, so they write the whole book so that it works out in the end. <clears throat> and he doesn't do that. He just like he has an idea, he starts the book, and he just writes it until it's finished. Yeah, which is kind of wild. Like the way that that book ends, it's like. I don't know. Uh, you you just have to be a, a literary master to to just like keep going. It's like how the fuck right. is this gonna? <laughs> how do you wrap this up? Well, I don't think that that makes a lot more sense because I don't think he was like, you know, I've been working on this story about a giant spider, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what to make it about. Why don't you try? I don't know, clown demon. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> uh, I saw um, uh, something once about uh, this guy, uh, Herman Melville, wrote Moby Dick. Moby mm-hmm. Dick, yeah. Um, and he talked about that the that once you once you start writing, that everything has to conform to your first sentence. So. Mm-hmm. He talked about, uh, I think the first line Moby Dick is, call me Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, like, everything that follows that has to relate back to the first mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. That, That's interesting. Yeah. Well, King, King does has a lot of repetitive phrases in all of his books. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's almost annoying how much he like, will repeat certain phrases. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, like, it, it'll... And it won't even necessarily... Oh, so like in it, it's um, he thrusts his fist against the post and still insists still, he sees the ghost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it's that like, stu- stuttering. It's yeah, stuttering. I stuttered just trying yeah. to say it. <laughs> um, he thrusts his fist against the post and sees the ghost. But it's in it's in the book. It must be fifty or hundred times. A lot, yeah. It's a lot. But all but a lot of his books are like that. It's like uh, the character uh, Randall Flag. Mm-hmm. Like I think he has like a, a lot of catchphrases, and he he appears in uh, a few books. Yeah, he's in the stand. Well, Randall Flag is he's, he's the, the villain tower. in the Dark Tower. He's the villain in the Stand. He's a, he's he shows up a he's, lot. Um, I don't know if it's explicitly stated. He's the one, the one who walks between the rows in the Children of the Corn. Mm. Um, he's referenced. I think he's like well. Stephen King's. Satanville, yeah. yeah, he is the bad guy. Man, the guy who played him in the '90s uh, miniseries on TV—I don't know who he was. The Canadian uh, tuxedo. Yeah, 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 <laughs> dude, he fucking killed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, like the the charm that he had mm-hmm. of just that. Well, hey, like it's like he's like the kind of guy that like walks in the room and just starts finger pointing at everybody. Just yeah. like, hey, hey, how y'all doing? Have you read this? You've read the stand? Yeah, that was one of the first ones I read. That was a. Um, an obstacle. It was a, a. It's like a. It's like that thick. It's it's, it's bigger than it. It's bigger than it by I think like a hundred pages or something. It's like it's his biggest book. He he released it and then in the nineties re released it with more 
pages. That's the version I read. Me too. Because yeah. it's got like the. It's hard to find the other version. Like oh, really? you, you can find it like online if you want to listen to it. But right. if you want to find a hard copy of it, one thousand one hundred fifty-two pages. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't listen to that one. I physically read that. I love the was, ending of it. Was, oh yeah. And, and I had only I had seen the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, the miniseries ends has has like a happy ending. Right. The miniseries yeah. has a happy ending. The book does not. And when I read it, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. I love that ending. Mm-hmm. And the the new miniseries has that ending right. too. But what's, I, uh, what's the what's the ending? So the ending is so they defeat Randall Flag, mm-hmm. right? It's in this weird, you know. Every, there's H- that hand the hand of God, of God yeah. you know, comes down yeah. and helps or whatever, and and he gets the explosion happens. They never find his body, but they they defeat him and they they live on. Um, uh, in the book, that all that happens, but then uh, this man awakes on a beach somewhere in a jungle. Doesn't know who he is. Doesn't know where he's at. He's naked except for a pair of boots. But he starts remembering things, and he he stands up, and and uh you know he sees some insects and a bird, and they die just as he walks by them, and he starts to remember, uh, just remember little things here and there. But then there's like this uh, there's a tribe of like indigenous people who don't speak English, and they come out with spears. But then when they see him, they all just start crying and they're like chanting, and he starts talking to him, and he tells him his name is Russell Faraday, mm-hmm. and he like floats above them and it just it starts over and the whole thing is that uh time is a wheel you know and it's like it's just gonna start again you can't get rid of you can't get rid of randall flag and it's like such a kind of badass ending to have that big of a book and it's like oh cool they beat him and it's like no no he just he just just went to another floor on the tower you know reincarnated into another universe or somewhere else on the planet or a different time or whatever yeah but um, that's how it starts. It's kind of how it starts too. Whenever yeah. it introduces Flag, he's just like a guy. Just walk. They call, they call him the walking. The dude. walking dude. Yep. And he's just like walking down the road, and he's like, oh, he knows things are about to change because he can do magic now. Like he, it's, he's like he has this weird like lack of identity. He doesn't really know who he is, but mm-hmm. like whenever shit starts getting weird, like he knows that he, oh, uh, I'm about to take power again. Like it's he it's a really it's like it slowly comes back to him, you know. It's a really interesting character. It's all I, coming I, back to me now. <laughs> and I, and touch you like this. <laughs> I see why he uses you them. Like that. I see why he uses them in so many books. Cut and you kiss Cut some like scenes that. from the old uh, the stand to that song. <laughs> I'll sing, I'll I'm gonna sing, put it on my YouTube, dude. I'll sing Celine Dion in my kitchen. Um, Backstreet Boys. I'll sing all the hits, but that that's Celine 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 Dion song. Baby, 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 when you touch me like this, when you hold me like that, I thought you were gone, but it's all gone back to me now. Set of pipes on that broad. I'll tell you mm-hmm, what. Mm-hmm. It'll make my heart go on. <laughs> Jacob, thanks so much for coming yeah, back man. and sitting with I us. I appreciate man. it. It was fun. Other other than your celebrity YouTube video, what, uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, where else can uh, people uh, check you out? Uh, just uh, Yes Have Some. Uh, you know, if you search that, you can find the multiple shows we do. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes Have Some podcast. Find oh. it all there. 
Fuck yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll do this again. I want, you know, something I'd like to do in the, uh, in the maybe not so distant future is uh, actually have a sit up and watch some like horrible movie. Right. Watch. Yeah. And just for sure. just review it live. Yeah. You know. For sure. Do some commentary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Def- definitely. You know, fa- family friendly. Uh, you know, well, just, the Human Centipede like... Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> I I do that. I don't think I need to see the first one to no. understand the plot. No. They're not related. Uh, In the second one, the first one is a movie. Mm. Uh. And the person who does the centipede is uh, obsessed with the film. (laughs) He was like, I want one of those. I wonder if it was in response, like, some, like, parents' rights group to the filmmakers of the first one were like, children are going to see this and think it's okay to sew their buttholes to (laughs) each other's mouths. (laughs) And then we're going to have a heap of trouble on our hands. He's like, hmm, now that you mention it, I'm Gary sat in his apartment watching the first kick-ass original human centipede. (laughs) (laughs) Despite being snubbed at the Oscars in every category. That's literally true. When he made the second film, he made it as gross as it was because so many people complain about how gross the first movie is. And if you've ever seen the first movie, the idea of it is gross. Sure. Yeah, I, I heard it's but not it's too not graphic. gory. It, there is a human centipede walking around, but there's nothing gory about that. It's just, it's a weird situation. And yeah, it's gross, but the movie, the first I mean, movie is have not. Shat in my mouth a lot. Exactly. <laughs> if you, if you say, if you're saying you've never done a human centipede, you're lying. But like. <laughs> But the first movie's not, it's not graphic. So he said, fuck you, I'm making the second movie graphic. So he did. Uh, I said I'd never watch those movies, but if we can get some content out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll just get a a seat where I can squirm about. (laughs) I know at one point, at one point, the third one was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there, but that's where I watched it. I watched it on fucking When we watch it, we should watch it in three chairs in a straight line. (laughs) (laughs) Jeepers. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. Later.